Hey guys, this is Josiah here. Uh, I just want to preface this episode with a little intro. This was a kind of a paramedic reunion, and it was a really fun episode to record. We had a great time. So if you have the opportunity, definitely crack a beer, drink with us. Brian could not stop hitting the mic boom, so you'll definitely hear that a few times. But I hope you share a few laughs, and I hope you guys enjoy. You want to do the read-in this time? Yeah. We're, this is you it. know what the read-in is? <laughs> nope. Welcome to another episode of Holding the Wall. There you go. We got a couple guests with us. Welcome to another <laughs> Hello. I'm just going to edit it. Edit all of <laughs> yeah, you guys oh, out. Just every fucking... This is going to be a, this this be the longest be, fucking edit yeah, job of my this life. This going to be a you and Ryan episode. And uh, yeah, I think you're just going <laughs> to ultimately give up on it. <laughs> just like, you know what? Uh, let's just go straight to episode 32. There was a, <laughs> we did an episode, or it was, I can't even call it an episode. We, uh, it was right when COVID hit that we did this, like, I, I'd heard some, I wasn't too, have you heard of Very Bad Wizards? It's like a philosopher and a psychologist, and they sometimes will like watch a movie and do like a little review on it. Well, we did our, uh, it was kind of like a mix of that and a fight companion with like Joe Rogan where they watch the fights and talk about it and bullshit. Well, we did it when we watched Contagion right when COVID hit. So we watched Contagion. I was like, oh, this would be kind of a funny movie to watch. And we had like totally heard the news like, oh, I got it under control. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. It's going to be out in like a couple months. So it was way before everything all hit and it got serious. So we're sitting there bullshitting and I was shit faced at this point. And I was like, I went back and started listening to it. I was like, we can't post this. <laughs> this is unusable. Yeah. It's gonna offend too many people. <laughs> Especially now, I was like, oh, we're yeah. cut off on that one. Yeah, that's no good. I was I was actually listening to a podcast on the way down here. Not this one. This one's terrible. Uh, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. cool. Um, no, I was listening to a podcast on the way down here, and they were talking about the projections for COVID are back on the rise, and they're saying that if things continue as they are, we're supposed to hit over a hundred thousand cases a day, and like. A few weeks. It's back on the way up. We test probably, I mean, in the seven urgent cares that are in our group, I've worked at a few of them, and we test probably around 50 to 100 people a day. And you can watch the trends, you know, like it'll go up one week and then, you know, kind of lull the next week. But in the last probably two, three weeks, everybody's like, because we have to call back every positive patient and tell them to quarantine or do whatever. Damn. Yeah, it's not. It's, there's just it's, one it's secretary gonna, on the phone all day. Yeah. Hey, you got yeah. COVID. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Hey, you got COVID. Sorry. sorry bro. <laughs> yeah. I just remember when Dr. Fauci was talking about like way back uh, in like April or something, I think is when he said, oh, yeah, we could potentially hit 100,000 cases a day. And everybody thought that was ludicrous. Right. And now we're like, eh, we're, we're towing that line. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I was looking at the, the reopening like protocols or whatever. It was supposed to be. It was like four or five or maybe six or seven per hundred thousand. And I did the math. I don't fucking remember right now because I'm like three degrees deep. But <laughs> <laughs> there's no way we're going to hit that. It's it's going to be a long time before everything like goes back to yeah, even close a, to normal. Even such close. a pain in the ass. Do you still have to wear uh, Well, let's take a step back. <laughs> um, yeah, me and Ryan back together yep. after a couple of weeks. He was uh, too busy for us with his three jobs. Oh, we're, yeah. we're also joined with... Uh, Two long lost friends. It's like kind of a reunion for us from paramedic right. school. Hey boys, Mr. Brian Wright and Mr. David Blatz. Introduce yourself, dickhead. Hey, I'm Brian. <laughs> My name's <What>? David. 
Cool. Well I'm glad we really uh, figured that All one right. out. There yeah, we go. Glad we got past He's that. He's got the low sexy voice. I've got the nasally annoying one. Suits your personality, so. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you do, dickhead? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Let's call him dickhead for the rest of the day. Um, so, I'm a firefighter. Oh, okay. Yeah, firefighter paramedic, specifically. Oh, wow. Um, for a uh, relatively large metropolitan department. Very nice. nice. <clears throat> and yeah, you, this David? Is, uh, this is David speaking. I was a paramedic for a while, a private ambulance, and uh, recently graduated PA school in uh, in August. So now I'm uh, full time at an urgent care group, just uh, you know, solving people's problems. <laughs> Those of you listening in the future, August is like two months ago. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's about two months. You future listeners, they'll see the release date. Okay, will they? Yeah, will they? What if they're driving? Don't He's also don't selling Norcos Josh. out of his truck. So. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want some Hit him up on Instagram. Don't yeah. say that. Come on, man. The DA's listening there. Lose <laughs> my license. <laughs> oh, good lord! So uh, we did. We're Brian kept asking about like, oh, what's the topic going to be? We're like, this is probably going to no. turn into a cruise this show. I don't think not, we'd be able to stay on topic for longer than five minutes. So I sound intelligent. <laughs> we can come back for another episode at some other point, but this is not going to be that time. Just give me a warning. Yeah, yeah. that's all. So. Um, do we even say we all met in paramedic school and? Oh yeah, we should like this is how I don't know. I was circa two thousand. What was that? Eleven or twelve? Eleven, twelve. Yeah, I think we graduated in thirteen. October um, of thirteen. I, I think we graduated in twelve. I believe so. Yeah. Oh well, you guys did. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wow. Well, oh yeah. What? Uh, how did we not come up with that joke and he did? <laughs> I know. Oh. Well, some of us graduated on time. Yeah, well, I'm just going to, if you guys alley-oop it, I'm going to dunk on myself all night. That's okay. <laughs> do you want to try to explain that? Yeah, oh, I do. It. It's a long. It is a long I story. only just give so. us like a 30-second oh, like, you know, explanation. Um, oh, wait. Hold, oh, okay. uh, hold on. You, you don't even have to tell yeah, the story. Else Brian say. doesn't know how to close his mouth <laughs> around people of authority. <laughs> and that's what happened. That's and it. he that pisses off. Uh, yeah, that took about Everybody. seven seconds. So I've, I've learned a bit. <laughs> I've grown. I've grown. And so, I've learned how to not say words. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Good job, everyone. Very proud of you, man. Nice. I'm glad you can shut the fuck up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real struggle for there for a while. Yeah. <clears throat> so how are we going to pay for this? He didn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, balloons cost money? <laughs> how do you expect us to pay for this? Mr. Wright. <laughs> that's when I put my bag on the desk and just slumped down because daddy just hit mommy and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You were next to me too. You were I like, know. You were I was like, in the eye, oh. eye line. I was like, Ugh, what did I do? Can I just fucking disappear right now? My mind's getting flooded with memories right now. That's oh, so funny. Uh, Dude, speak. Yeah. Did what? you ever send him the videos of him choking out baby bird? I'm, did I? What? Did I? Oh my Maybe God, I did bro. It. It's so Maybe funny. I did it. That's pretty awesome. I got to scroll back. I have them. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to the so group it was chat. like the remember the day we all fucking wrestled for yeah. some reason. Yeah, you. It was raining outside or something. I don't know. Bear, ba- baby bird called you out. Skags, and he, you fucking demolished him. Like <laughs> he looked like his head was gonna pop off. It was so funny. You got him in a rear naked choke, and he looked like his ma- face immediately turned purple. He's like, <laughs> but didn't, and you were he was like on his knees, and you just kind of like nice and slow to sunk it in, and just and it was it was fucking I'd love savage. To see the video again. <sighs> well. I've been out of, I've been in school for the last two years. So uh. <laughs> yeah, you, you, talking to you and another friend, I was like kind of deterred from doing PA oh, just because man. like <clears throat> now that I'm 
in a comfortable position. I'm making good money. And you get I, cancer I mean, when you're 55. a good spot. <clears throat> that is the, my biggest. Might fall through a roof. The injuries and the cancer way. are like my biggest deterrent. Very small chances. But still present. <laughs> but like that racking up the debt. Yeah, being poor you know, again it's just fucking and, like yeah to be honest with you you know when i was going through it you know you first get into pa school and it's so fucking hard to get in like you know you get in you're like oh thank god you know you idolize these schools and people you know higher education and stuff but then you actually get into it and you realize that these programs like they don't give a shit about you dude like i did a cal- oh you paid perfect yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's great so i did you know <clears throat> basic calculations and like they have it's a two-year program so they have two classes running at the same time so each student is paying around $44,000 a year. There's 98 students. Okay, I can't remember. I think off the top of my head, it was something about, it was about $4 million per class per year. So they're pulling in about $8 million just off, just off tuition. Good you know, God. And just like feeding us is, yeah. you know, bullshit. Like, <laughs> That's a nursing school too. ridiculous. And then, you know, you just go into this crazy amount of debt. But, you know, you could pay it off and stuff. And, like, you know, I could be a PA until I'm fucking almost dead, you know. Exactly, right. <clears throat> so, I mean, there's give and take to everything. It's not for everybody, but, you know. So, I taught ACLS and PALS to a PA school in this county. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was two dudes in the last class I taught that were retired firefighters. And, like, dude, I'm, I'm living off retirement. I'm chilling. I'm a little bored. I'm only 50 years old. I'm going to go to PA school. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. work for another 15 years, make dual income, and just mm-hmm. yeah, you and then I'll for, just keep myself busy, you know? I was like, on with the county that's or That's not a bad idea. No, somewhere that sounds else. terrible. Hmm. I don't travel like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you work two on, three off. Yeah. You know, or two, excuse uh, me, two two days a week and then they have yeah. four days a week. Yeah, they have my schedule right now. <clears throat> three days, uh, four days one week, four 12s, and then two 12s the next week. It just happens to be the how, how that is. Yeah, oh you're, you just God, get your, your two 12s. smells is so bad. <laughs> is, yeah. He's so cute and fluffy, but his breath is horrendous. So yeah, you just get your, your two shift covered and then you have what? Eight, nine days off? Yeah, and the, I mean, the benefits are incredible. And, I mean... It's not bad. It's ridiculous. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. And I'm it's working in urgent care too. Like, I mean, I guess you're like nothing, man. I guess, I guess oh, you have the sniffles? Like, all right, Abuelita. I, yeah, <laughs> you know, I pop a cyst here and there and pull out somebody's toenail. Like, Dope. You use Dr. Dr. Pimple Pop shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. I like that. He pulls up a video first and like, how do I do this again? Yeah, that's exactly how it is, actually. You're like, fuck, I've never done this before. Uh, let me look it up on YouTube real quick. And then, oh, that, yeah. that has been every doctor's visit for every problem I've ever had where he's like, What's going on? I could put your job back in place. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Shit, you have cancer, bro. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you probably have cancer. So uh, he's like, should. "Oh, you have a cold." And I was like, "My elbow hurts." <laughs> he's like, "Ah, fuck, I don't you know." See a specialist for that. Yeah, let me refer you. Yeah, that's kind of that. that's it. But I mean, all things considered, man, because I had you know weighed in like, ah, oh, do I want to do firefighting? Do I want to do you know PA nursing, whatever? You know, <clears throat> and just kind of like that mid-level provider. You know, you get it's nearly identical to being a paramedic in the respect that you can make your own decisions. You know, you're not in, under anybody, you know, as a nurse, you know, Oh dude. You yeah. Follow somebody's orders. You know. <laughs> yeah. As, as a PA, you just, I mean, in that, in the, in the environment that I'm in, in the urgent care, you know, like I work with other doctors or MDs or DOs or whatever, and they're just doing their own thing. I'm doing my own thing. I write my own scripts, do my own assessments, referrals whatever you know yeah. there's nobody above you like you know looking down on you unless you're in like a surgical environment or you know some other type of specialty where that supervision needs to be there you know that's kind of a misinterpretation 
misinterpretation of what a lot of people think that PAs are that, you know, they're babysat or whatever, but you know, it's complete, I'm completely independent in the clinic and it's, it's nice, man. Which would, that's what moved me, motivated me to that rather than other professions in healthcare. I was like, ah, I just don't want that. Why'd you leer at me when you said that? Because nursing, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> well, but at the same time, you know, you have a lot more responsibilities at PA versus oh, yeah. a nurse. You can be like, all right, well, yeah, I'll do that. It's fucking retarded, but it ain't my fucking license, bro. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> Dude, I saw that yesterday. That'd yeah. be a good tangent. So, oh, we usually open up with, how was your week? You want to start if, you, if that's uh Oh, yeah, real quick. This, I have a bunch, but... So what you're saying about, you know, uh, the loss of autonomy as a nurse. Dude, I watched uh, this nurse. Uh, it was shift change. So I was watching a nurse that already had a patient. Big dude apparently came in for like scrotal swelling. Nice. Um, this week too. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Huge dude. Uh, AMA from a hospital. Walked in. Um, but then like right at shift change, he was like obtunded. Uh, he was on like uh, cannula. Went to CT. Came back. C- uh, cannula was off. And then he was in like SPO2 was like 78%. So then he was only alert to voice and like somewhat redirectable. And the nurse would call the doctor to bedside and be like, yo, doc, this, this patient's like, whatever. He's like, oh, watch, wake him up. Oh, when he wakes up, it goes, look, it goes back to 99. And he walks away. And I was like, dude, that guy does not look good. And then 10 minutes later, <laughs> DSATs again. They put him on a non-rebreather, call the doctor back to bedside. And he's like, no, no. Uh. Oh, damn, I was going to say his name. But he was like, wake up, wake up. And then he wakes up, sats go up. And he's like, oh, he's fine. Look, and walks away. And then five minutes later, he's like pulling off his mask now. He clearly altered. And I was like, dude, this, this guy's going to get tubed. Call the doctor back. The doctor's like, uh, no, he, I mean, look, he, he wakes up and then his stats looks 99%. What I was like, keep oh, him up all, uh, all night and oh then just like God. hope he's with it enough yeah. to. At what point does he start, does this doctor start to realize that the altered level of consciousness is a potential issue? Hold on. Yeah. Just wait. Hold on. I think he decided he realized that when he had to tube the guy or when he coded. So he leaves, and then I see RT around the corner. I was like, "Oh, cool!" They called RT. I was like, and he had a high flow cannula, and I was like, "Hey, is that for that guy?" He's like, "Oh no, we were just restocking because I heard they used one earlier." And he, the RT looks at, he's all, "Oh fuck!" And I was like, "Who's the doc?" I was like, "You weren't here for him." He's like, "No, we were just passing by." I was like, "All right, well, there you go." Even the RT could see it on his face, and then. I think the fourth or fifth time, right, desats or he's like super uptunded, like won't even wake up to verbal anymore. So then the doc was like, oh, we need to get him to a bigger room just in case and call RT stat, get, get ABGs and, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see what his uh, ABGs come back at. Maybe we'll tube if he's retaining or something. And dude, like the RT draws the ABGs. They move him into another room. There's so much like with COVID now, like they want a big room. They want negative pressure. They want everybody wearing pappers. So it, it's like a whole ordeal. They get him moved to that room and the RT comes running back with like these fucked up ABGs. His like pH was like 7.1. And so they... God, I don't know what that means. I know you guys yeah. It's uh, not good. It, it's not good. Jesus. All right. um, Shout out to chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me bring it back. <laughs> um, so now they're calling for stat innovation and this dude's huge. And like, um, and then that became an ordeal because of like, I don't know, I have some listeners there now, but they're all in agreement. like where, where we work, where I work now, it's a lower acuity. So I feel like those critical calls are few and far between. Anyways, the doctor tried to innovate, couldn't get it. Two more ER doctors come, they couldn't get it. They start to do a, tr- they do a crike. They couldn't even get the crike. They call for anesthesia. Jesus Christ. They called paramedic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they call <laughs> yeah, for anesthesia. Did you want to step in and be like, can you just get the fuck out of the way, please? I wish. I wish I fucking could. Anyways, they call for anesthesia. A CRNA comes by. She puts in an LMA. And then the doctors are still discussing on what to do, like to tube him. 
And then apparently, because one of the nurses um, that was in the room, he's like, dude, this is how it played out. They were all like huddling, like trying to figure out what to do next. And he says like the the anesthesia doctor comes in and just like comes in, looks, grabs the gla- uh, a Mac 4, puts it in, and then grabs a tube. And and he was there. He's like, doc, do you want a stylet? And just puts it in and just like bag him and then walks out. Like mic dropped. So they suddenly just maintained eye contact with the doctor the whole time. I don't like the dude. Just I wasn't, dude. But he's like, Doc, do you want a stylet? Like, no stylet, just Mac Four, open tube, just goes right in, and then looks at the RT, bag him, and then like walks out. So while everyone's still discussing what to do with the patient. <laughs> so you can't. I was like, you like daddy? Like he just hold like, my balls for a second. <laughs> put it on the table next to the guy, then tubed him. <laughs> so do you work in the same? Is your hospital in the same county where you work, or where you're accredited as a medic? Uh, yeah, I think I still have that accreditation. So can you, and you still aren't able to actually, that's terrible. No. That's stupid. Yeah, you have to work, be working in that capacity. It's not like so, when he got that yeah. job that he turned in his paramedic license for that county. Yeah. Because I still need a medical director and they you know they're not going to honor that in the er setting yeah, yeah. weird so. man as a medic i used to start like ej's and shit for nurses i don't know if it was like within yeah like, so in the hospital or, in stuff? the hospital yeah, yeah the so hospital. like I ha- i've had that happen before where like a nurse was timid about an io and i was like i'll do it drilled it in real fast like it's not that bad and then i walked off right you know? so they don't get that exposure and on top of that i think from what i've been told i haven't looked it up it's in like the nursing scope but then each hospital limits that and yeah, we yeah. don't do the ej's Interesting. although i have so yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah io starts people are timid about that and then ej's yeah but like i can't tube like one of the first critical calls that i observed at my latest job um they're like oh set up the glide scope or set up innovation for the dock and People didn't know what to grab. So I was like, what, what do you want? A three or a four? Are you a Mac or a Miller person? And yeah, they're he, like, he told the story what? on the podcast where like yeah. he showed up and like they didn't know how to set up intubation equipment because it just happened so rarely. Like emergency intubation equipment. Like, <coughs> uh, what's, what is this? But everything's prepackaged, right? It's an intubation tray. And then, but they're just like, oh, here's the tray and RT is supposed to pop the seal yeah, that's and set everything. Yeah, a lot of people those. rely on RT. You yeah. know, they're just like, I don't know the fuck. <laughs> Hospitals Does RT it, come in or what's going on? Yeah, yeah. what the fuck? So all through school so long, you know? and like so. ER, it's team based, right? So then, like, they, you focus on entry level material, and then they always say, if you don't know, you're part of a team, so someone else should know, or you have a book to refer to. I was like, dude, that wasn't medical school. We had another shit front, backwards, forwards. Uh-huh. What color the fucking drug box was? Like, yeah. So. <laughs> what every color of yeah. each different tool was and why and what size it was yeah. and what it the meant. the purple one. Yeah. The purple one. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow, oh, red, purple. purple. That's fucking mob. atropine. Stop God handing damn it. me the mob <laughs> box. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I had some fucking dipshit once upon a time. They got a, a new uh, Benadryl that had a green top and it, it was similar to the Zofran and some dipshit gave a patient Benadryl instead of Zofran. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, we gave him Narcan and some, uh, and some Zofran just in case he gets nauseous. I was like, you know you give him Benadryl, right? He's like, you going to be cool about this? I was like, no. Absolutely I'm not going to be cool. Yeah. You fucked up. And I was like, I'm going to report it. All right, let's say I'm going to put it in my report. I'm like, I'm not going down for your fuck up. He's like, no, no. Ugh. I was like, see ya. Sorry, <laughs> Hop in the ambulance and drove away. Speaking, so I just heard this story yesterday uh, about a med error. So, I hadn't worked at this hospital system, but apparently, like the way their beds were set up, there was like one tray where everyone would dump their meds to prep for like four beds, and so someone grabbed. Yeah, exactly. So that seems like a bad idea. So what? somebody grabbed 
this nurse's flu vaccine. And then she, in turn, grabbed whatever was left over, thinking it was a flu vaccine, and it was Epi. Oh, no. And she gave Epi IM. And then, you know, like, to cover a tracks, the patient's just like, oh, my God, like, I feel... Man, I'm having palpitations. Adverse and then they're reaction. like, oh, sir, no, that's that's normal. The flu vaccine sometimes does that to you. Because I was like, what the? I, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. No, but yeah, so like, they're like, where the fuck did my flu? And she's like, oh, shit, I gave Epi. And the patient's like, I don't feel so good. Like, just to keep make palpitations. It's like, oh, you know, sometimes people have the reaction, but it'll go away. And then fucking discharged. I was like, oh, my God. When I was a medic, a firefighter had given um, adenosine. They were meant to give adenosine, but they gave... Um, Please tell me Epi, because it was like uh was it, was it called like adenocard or something like that or what's the adenocard is adrenaline, adrenaline. Yeah. but then, then there's there adrenaline there's adrenaline brand, so they'll yeah. they'll sell so, you adrenaline mm-hmm. so three o'clock what in the morning dumb this fuck. dude slammed it IV oh fuck IV oh. on this patient that was already like 160 170 I wasn't there I'm just I don't even know if it's true man that's just that's it, a big check fuck up your meds people it's not that it does hard not yeah. take that long right yeah. and dice yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the basic stuff really pulling back from our medical school days that's why we're all together <laughs> yeah. really I don't know what those are those I just all the way words. up man even in PA school that's rice and dice rice and dice rice and dice, dice. blame yeah. it on the nurse <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck that's the last one of dice and if not blame it's like it was Lido without epi what the fuck fucking idiot uh, you get anything else good? Um, I mean, I had a long list, but no. Yeah, I had, um, I think a good one was, so I was working on one of my part-times. BLS comes in with a 93-year-old Japanese grandma. So she comes in for general weakness. It got kicked BLS, but she was hypertensive in like the 203, 213 systolic. And then she was like, oh, I got some like epigastric pain. It goes to my back. Anyways, so it was right around Miss the shift change. Your A-order is ripping in Holy half. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All an ambulance. So. Messes that pulsate. It was uh, right between like doctor shift change. So the outgoing doctors did basic labs, urine, and then waited for the next doctor to come in. Anyway, so the doctor orders abdominal workup. And then the, the initial CT was like, oh, she might have a pleural effusion. Um, we need to rule out uh, uh, an aneurysm. So get her back to CT to do a CTA. And like I, I went with her just because from like 200 systolic blood pressure, I didn't do anything. Her BP drops to like 120. <laughs> Right, and then she's like, "Oh, I don't feel so good." I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "All right, let's go to CT." And so I'm talking to the check blood pressure in both arms. I did it. I did it. I had her ambulating to the restroom to go pee. Stupidest vital sign. Uh Who's gonna take the time to do that if you have a patient who's crashing like that? Yeah, yeah. You're like, your systolic just dropped 120 points. Yeah. Let me hold on. Let me check your other blood pressure. Your other arm. I'm like, oh fuck, you're gonna die. (laughs) Let me get it back. Let me get it back. The ambulance go faster. Yeah. Yeah, so her BP dropped, but like pulse didn't change. I was like, mm, all right, I think I think we're okay. Um, anyways, we go to CT, <laughs> and I was like, probably good. I was like, we're we're ruling out dissection. So I was like, hey, what do you see when you push the contrast? And like, he's like, oh well, you know, like the the bright white area that's the contrast going through. That's the aorta, this and that. And then I see like a frontal view of like the chest wall, <laughs> and like no, dude, the um, you know, just the shape of the lungs totally obstructed by this ballooned aorta they made one of the lungs look like an hourglass oh, and i was like fuck. i was like hey is that the he's like yeah that's the aorta sorry sorry and i was like oh boy so we go back and then i talked to the doc and he's like yeah she has a type a dissection and i was all yeah type, type a that's bad right yeah. <laughs> so, that's actually correct yeah <laughs> i didn't i had to look it up so uh, there's two different classifications of aortic uh, aneurysms one 
you know, there's half the, uh, you know, top of the aorta that comes off the heart. There's the uh, subclavian arteries. Mm-hmm. So the left subclavian, if it's like below that, it's a type B. Above that's a type A. So it's very hard to correct the type A ones, which are at the top of the aorta. Yeah, yeah. Because both of those, you know, they branch off into the carotids, feed the brain and stuff. So it's very difficult to, to repair those. Yeah, so that's what she had. And then we immediately called, ooh, I was going to say the name, uh, a level one teaching hospital so that she can go over there. Uh, she got accepted. Ambulance came in like 20 minutes. Can we just establish that I totally called that without you even getting into it? No, no. I'm just saying. No, it's, text, it's textbook. Yeah. For, hey, I mean, doesn't get more most of your to least severe with the chief complaints. Roll them out real fast. That's no, it's no big deal. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry, fuck. Go on. No, no. Because, I mean, I had a AAA once like, as a medic, too, but that, that guy. Hey, she's getting serious pretty quick. Like, yeah. you're having epigastric pain, go into your back, and it, your blood pressure is insanely high. Hey, man, maybe just rule this out real fast. If I saw that, I'd be like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Let's get you to the hospital real fast. Yeah. So, well, no, it wasn't even. So, in a county that allows you to kick calls BLS, would you have teched that? Oh, I'm sorry. Dumbass firefighters. Is that what you're saying? No. No, no, it's true. There's a lot of dumb fucking firefighters. So... No, but you have parameters to kick it BLS, but like I think the blood pressure alone they should have wrote in on that, but they didn't get found till later. Twelve lead was clean. I mean, she was asymptomatic with the high blood pressure. I did mean, they, even and then high so, index of suspicion. Yeah, have, yeah. I mean, did they have so, a pre-hospital blood to pressure? counter that? Like, what exactly yeah, are you doing? Right, like high index of suspicion, but like you're going to start an IV for them. Yeah, but if something anything. happens, yeah. it's called diesel therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if they code, you can actually do something a little more. It, are you yeah, going to help the problem? Fair. But see, probably not. They but still would have ended up still at my that. ER, regardless, right? Because <clears throat> there's no way that you would have known that she no, was yeah. dissected. No, yeah, Josiah would have fixed her sure. in the field and let her go. That's it. Wait, what? Josiah, Open heart, dude. Josiah would have fixed her in the field. Oh and let yeah, her go. That's correct. All. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, indecides. it's called pillow therapy. Just hold her over. Shh! Shut up, bitch. It's happening. Shut up. But yeah. So that one, and then we started Cardine and Esmolol to help with uh, heart rate and BP and got her out. Have you ever experienced a AAA or what you may, I mean, obviously there's no way to confirm it in the field, but what you suspected or maybe was later confirmed to be like a thoracic or abdominal aneurysm or dissection? So we had a lot at our IFT company, like a lot. Where you're like that fucking place. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, we all worked I there. Worked there. Yeah. Did you work there too? I did. Yeah. Oh way later. God. Way later. I got fired from there. Uh, well, I'm not, <laughs> I would say I'm surprised, but that's not. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Again, know. that uh, whole authority I thing. Not great. <laughs> they even give a fucking shot with like, "Hey, we're gonna ride out with you and see how things go." And then he talks shit to the fucking lady. No, the I nurse. didn't. <laughs> she she interpreted it that way. No, she's a. Okay. Hey, she was Wait, nice to me. Did you get fired on your birthday? Uh day before my birthday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <I heard> that <laughs> Bigger and better things, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Very true. Things, very yeah. true. The Lord had other plans for you. Yeah. Anyway, I was, so I was, I was already. Uh, I literally that day walked out of my exit interview uh, and went straight to my orientation for AMR. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. See ya. We had we had a time those though where they like, show you the x-ray or whatever image and no you're like holy shit like i had one guy from but anyway they it was a atrial aneurysm and it was a severe one so it was like his entire atrium was getting ready to burst interesting <clears throat> and i'd never heard that before i just yeah. heard of uh, aortic aneurysms the uh, they're like yeah and uh they're like are, are, are you guys paramedics like where's the fire department we you know how are we going to take this person Oof. i was like hey the bottom line is, like, what are you going to do if uh, if 
this burst. I was like, what are you going to do if it bursts in, this ho- in the ER? Nothing. Like, why don't we get them to the hospital that they can be treated at rather than sit here and bullshit about what my qualifications are? Because I'm a paramedic. I showed you my license. They required me to show me what? Show them their, my ACLS, my PALS, my PHDLS, and my paramedic card. And I was like, I have all these things. So here you go. But I was like, well, I two of the things aren't going to apply at the same burst. I, you to show you? I was like, give me a report and let's go instead of just sitting around here. And he was like, oh, oh, whoa, I don't know about this. I'm like, Jesus Whoa. Christ, dude! Like, didn't didn't your doctor you called just us. fucking call for us? Yeah, yeah. It was unreal. Was this early on in the program? Or no, oh. no. I was like, it was like four years in. What the hell? That shit. was this one of them that I remember because it was like a young guy. Jesus, you were young there for dude four with, years. I was there for Long. six. Oh my god, they paid good. I was yeah, there for a year. <laughs> <laughs> so, so whole, you made it a whole year? I sure did. Man, like, that's got to be at least a record for you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but anyway, uh, I'm doing all right. Hey, hey, he got the information. That's yeah. very long. He's, he's so, on his record. I'm so proud of you for that. Thank Genuinely, you. I'm proud of that. <laughs> I, I, I've wanted you on for to talk about probationary stuff just because I know your hardships and I know you're a good guy. And it's just like a misinterpretation of who you are. It's always that it's, it's yeah. and I, I think you could speak to that because I've had experiences where just one person didn't like me in a crew and it made my life fucking miserable. And that's why I was like, I, I wanted to leave the fire service that's because why of I it. Did it. It's an old boys club, man, dude. It was fucking in, terrible, like, man. And and it's just this one guy who talked shit about me and made me feel like shit and tr- like was always harming me and fucked like fucked with me and all these things. And it got to the point where I was like, I'm gonna fuck this guy up in the app. Like I was like, I was oh, this close to like beating him. this dude's ass. See, but you're and, tall enough to do that. I'm a little guy, and I can't be like, <laughs> I'm gonna fight you, sir. Like, oh I'm no, just get well, my ass handed to you me. You just gotta strike first. <laughs> <laughs> first hand in the rack. Go for the crotch. <laughs> so, oh, like he was, he was at yelling at me at one time, and I was just like, my hands were just white knuckling it, and I was sitting there like gritting my teeth, like my jaw was flexed. I was like ready to fucking hit him, and he's like. You know, you, I, I'm only doing this because like I want to see you be successful. And he like totally started backpedal after like a month of treating me like shit. I was like, I want to fuck this dude up. <laughs> and then I was like, No, I I don't care about this. This is a reserve job. It wasn't even a fucking. Uh, you're hired as an employee. I was a reserve. I was working for Ugh. free, and I was like, I don't need this. I'm just and that was my issue with the fire service. It's like you know, I got into that with the internship, and it's like not merit based. You know, like you could be the smartest guy or the mm-hmm. hardest worker, but if somebody doesn't like you because of whatever fucking reason, you know, whatever reason they want to, you're not going to make it. You're yeah. not going to make it. Oh yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't it's a complete. Not, it's not a meritocracy, and I think that's the way the world should be. Dude, yeah. the the one of the places that I was at, I showed up early for a shift one day did my rig check out everything got everything loaded up all set to go the crew got hammered the night before like uh i think they did uh they said something like seven or eight after midnight miserable right so i'm like all right all my checkouts done i'm gonna start walking around and i start picking up cups around the station because like they'd come home or they'd come back to the station and they'd grab a drink of water, slam it down on the table, leave it. Cause like, fuck dude, I want to call number six. It's 5am. Like I'm tired. I'm, I've got like an arm full of cups. I'm walking around. There's happens to be another probie at our station. And he's like, Hey, you done with your checkout and everything already? And I'm like, yeah, man, I got here early. Um, and he's like, well, what are you doing there? I'm like, just picking up a bunch of dishes, man. Always something to do. Somebody heard me say always something to do. Like a senior firefighter heard me say that. I got a write up for it. What? Yeah. Like he, he thought I was talking shit 
about the crew not picking up after themselves. Yeah. What so, the hell? so I had a similar instance where I had a patient. It was an easy patient. The captain came up. Do you need anything? I said, no, I'm good. He said, no. I said, no, you guys are good. Thank you. And he said, you're being condescending. And I was like, I was being 100% sincere. It was not a big deal. And I was like, no, no, you guys are fine. Like, get out of here kind of thing. And they were like, oh, this fucking Josiah guy, you know. And it turned into it, it turned into an issue. Like, I almost thought I was going to get fired from, from my current job. Because they're like, it turned into like, this captain told this captain, and this captain, and it was like, tur- this, it turned yeah. into this rumor mill. Like, dude, it was, it turned into a real <laughs> shit show to the point where they called me on my day off. I was sitting at the gym, and my, my senior firefighter calls me, like, hey, just so you know, this is happening. I'm like, God, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> it turned into nothing. I, I told my captain the next day I came in, I was like, hey, just so you know, this is what's going on. He's like, what? I, he was like, tell me exactly what happened. I told him, he's like, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. I was like, I swear <laughs> to God, this is how it happened, too. He's like, I know you. I know exactly how you talk. That is you. Like that you're just stupidly nice and polite and you're being fucking like you. And he's like, I'm n- this ends with me. Like nobody can fire you if unless I say so. And that's not happening. I was like, thank God. Oh, yes. And, and then, then you kissed went, him, right? No. Yeah, there you go. I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> thank you. Sir. I was being nice, but I forgot. This is a different type of episode. Yeah. <laughs> he listens. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so no sometimes we'll be walking around the station he'll be like work be working out or something and i'll hear my voice i'm like oh i cringe oh. just run around and walk away <laughs> thanks guy i'm gonna fucking take off so yeah. he actually listens to these mm-hmm. yeah i mean i never you know dealt with it from the you know probationary aspect of it but being a medic on the private service you know operating in the same city as you know other firefighters you know and you know specifically like dickhead captains you know and it was nice in the aspect that like i didn't have to answer to them you know so i could talk all the shit i wanted to them you know (laughs) you know we were first on scene and we'll call and i'd like you know the protocols in our county were that you know the first on scene whether Mm -hmm. it's private Mm -hmm. or you know fire department they're you know incident commander whatever so i was like you see this 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 means i'm the you know the boss on scene you can go ahead and wait outside oh uh, man If I need you, I'll let you know. You know? Oh, that's so he just, beautiful. Damn. I was in the middle of an assessment, and he like comes barging in, and this new, you know, probie medic that was working, you know, like literally stands in between me and the patient and starts talking to the patient. And I was like, "Oh no, we're not doing this." You can ask me if that's okay, but you cannot just barge in. There was a there's a department that we used to work with in our old AMR division that was like that, and uh, South. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> I was gonna use I'm pretty amicable. So <laughs> it, when I just usually just fucking step away, I'm like, if you guys want to fucking take over, I don't yeah, care. Like yeah. I'd be like, sorry, ma'am, new fire. And I'd like kind of give him the leeway, but then I'm like, mm-hmm. take over. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but I know you, well, and you're you're so sarcastic <laughs> and so dry. But it's like the best shit that you say you ever come up with. We're like, yeah. it, it digs a little bit. And I know it pissed those kind of guys off. Oh, yeah. I fucking oh, love to hear that. See, I hear a lot that I have an abrasive personality, but you have like this abrasive tone that doesn't sound <laughs> bad when you say it. Until you think about it and you're like, Be right. Wow. sounds condescending. You just sound like, is he just, is he being a smart ass or is he just being matter <laughs> of fact? Like, it's like, hard. Like, yeah. You think about it later and you're like, wow. Fuck that so, guy. <laughs> a, a quick story why I ended up being like that. Okay, I'm a brand new medic. You know, I've been working for six months to a year. We get a call 
fire zone scene first upstairs in this condo nice place and uh, we get called for an unconscious person or whatever so there's this uh maybe 40s 50s year old female who's just completely unconscious like non-responsive gcs3 she's breathing respiratory rate's fine and uh, we don't know if she fell or not, you know. So that was back in the day where, like, you know, everybody was like, everybody psycho C-spine, about yeah. C-spine. So mm-hmm. this firefighter's like, I'm like, oh, you know, you're working on C-spine, whatever. I'm going to get some vitals real quick. Hook her up to the monitor. And he's like, no, I felt her pulse, bro. She's good. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm a brand new medic. So I'm just like, all right, whatever, man. Like, oh, that dude. Sorry. I'm drunk. See? You start talking Already? with your hands. You get a little buzzed. And it just happens. <sighs> Am I the only one still on scotch? Mm-hmm. No, Blatt still has. How do you not finish already? Because I enjoy my drinks. Yes. I don't. I chug them like yeah. I'm. <laughs> I'm not. Go, it's going out of good style. So, anyways, like I'm a sorority girl. This, you know, this lady's like completely. Her skin signs look okay. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get some vitals. She's like, no, don't worry about it. We're just gonna get her on the board and get her down the stairs. I was like, all right, man. And she starts looking like shit. And I'm like, I'm gonna get some vitals. And I grab the monitor. And he like puts his hand on the monitor and like slams it back down. He's like, no we're going to get her on the board and we're going to get her down. He's like, I was the first on scene. And I was like, all right, man, whatever. Board her up, D-ringer. By the time we get her downstairs, she's not breathing. She doesn't have a pulse. We have no idea why. She could have been in, you know, some type of rhythm. Uh We don't know what her blood pressure was like. We don't know what her sats were like. She had a pulse. It was good. Yeah, she had a pulse. It was good. So (laughs) we're like, I'm like, fuck, man, you know, whatever. We start working her up, get to the hospital. That's five, you know, five minutes down the road. And we're giving turnover to the doc, and he's like, "Oh, what was her? Uh, is, is this in the county you're, you're at now? Yeah. Okay. So he, uh, the doc's like, "What was her? You know, um, what was presenting her rhythm? What, what was her rhythm? Yeah. What was her presenting rhythm? And I just looked at the fire medical stand. And I was like, oh, "What was her uh, presenting rhythm?" And he, and he was like, "Um, uh, we uh, we he, didn't have time to put her on the you, monitor. You checked her pulse, though, did yeah. you? He's like, "Well, how, what about her like blood pressure? You guys said that she was like breathing when you guys got there, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, definitely. She was definitely breathing." Skin size were looking okay. I was like, what was the blood pressure? Looked down. <laughs> <laughs> just like, head down. Anyways, long story short, this uh, the patient ended up being one of our medics' like best friend's moms. Uh, so that God. like extra stings, you know? So we were at the hospital. I was working night shift at the time. It was like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night or something. And he was on shift. He was working at the same station, Fuck. bro. So could you imagine like your best friend's mom, you know, dies and, you know, anyways, it turned into a super shitty situation. And that kind of like turned a page for me. Like, you know what? Fuck these fire medics. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want uh-huh. when yeah. I'm on scene. Fuck when us. I, when I want to fucking do it. No, know? so that's kind of how I, it's, it's how I do things now. Yeah, fuck like, you, Brian. I, <laughs> I, I agree with you. As like, far as seniority me. goes, yeah. I'm pretty low on the totem pole. I'm uh, Now because we're such a uh, young department, I'm like mid-range for firefighter paramedics, which is weird to say. Hmm. But like, if you're doing a bad job at your job, and I will take over the call. And that's why, you know, I, I rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because that's the way I was on from then on for the next like five years that I was in that county in that particular city, you know, and some people had respect for me and some people didn't, you know, but that's it's 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 what, what you do. have to go home with. It's yeah, not fucking, exactly. oh, do I need to be nice to this guy or should I be care about the patient? Like, See, you guys have this like I had this weird situation where I was a AMR transport medic in the city where I was eventually going to be hired. So like I I had applications in at that point. I was already in backgrounds. I like knew that hey, eventually I'm going to be working with these guys quite so I can't just like walk in and like step on toes. Like I have had situations so I had a call kind of like what you're talking about. I basically showed up 
So we show up. It's me and my very new EMT partner, who's now a medic. Um, and we walk up, doors open. I hear yelling inside, and I'm, I look at my partner, and we do the whole like exchange looks like, oh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Walk inside. The patient is sitting upright. The medic has her is standing next to her, holding onto her shirt collar, holding her upright, yelling at the family across the room, why don't you know her medical history? What? Um, Jesus right? Christ. Some, and I was like, and we walk in, I'm like, uh, and so I like stand there next to the, I like, and the captain's like leaning against the door frame in the front door, like doing the <laughs> iPad. So I like walk up and, you know, I'm, I'm on a box right now and I just walk up and I'm next to, lean next to the captain and I'm like, Hey, what's going on, Cap? And he's like, "Oh, uh, she's a diabetic. We think." I'm like, "Okay, uh, so oh, like, yeah. what?" And, and I'm like, "Okay, like, I'm not gonna be like, I'm not gonna pry or anything like that because like, I could potentially end up working with this guy. Like, he could be my probationary captain, right? Like, fuck." So I look over and I go, "Hey, Cap, that patient breathing?" <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, and he and he looks over and he goes, "I don't know. It's real hard to tell from here." I'll be like, I'm going to get closer, Cap. Walk in. Get out of my way. I'm going to go check. She's not on the monitor. They haven't done a blood pressure. He's literally holding her upright. Like, if he lets her go, she's going to fall down. Because she's dead. Because she's dead. (laughs) And the spoilers. And the uh, EMT partner is fumble-fucking with the fucking glucometer. And I just like, and I'm like, I walk over and I'm like, hey, man, I got her. And he's like, okay, cool. Walks away. I like lay her down and like check her pulse. <laughs> and then like he walks over to the family trying to get more history stuff. And as soon as he gets over to the family, I'm like, no pulse. And he's just like, what? Like Uh-oh. turns around as the whole like. Are you sure? Yeah. Let me double check. Yeah. yeah. And Did you check like, the carotid. Let me check the femoral. <laughs> let me check the brachial. There's like, no pulse. I don't feel anything. Are you sure about the femoral? Yeah. I'm like, hey, dude, dude fucking uh, Yeah. So like slam the monitor on him, all that other stuff. Like load him up. And like, my EMT partner is he's good. He's good at his job. He's still good at his job. And he like jumps on it, like gets them all hooked up and everything. I'm trying to like get everything going. I'm like, dude, just like get as much of a story as you can. We got this. Start going, put him in the back of the ambulance. My partner's sitting there doing compressions because he's a good EMT. Yeah. And the captain is like sitting in the back and I'm like, Hey dude, do you want to jump on compressions? And he's like, and he looks at me like confused. And I'm like, my partner needs to drive. And he, oh. <laughs> and he just goes, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, starts doing compressions. And then the worst compressions ever. Yeah, and they're, like, one, <laughs> one-handed, holding onto the bar above his head. Inch. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> So, but it's it's one of those, it's one of those things where, like, I can't be like, hey, dude, what the fuck? Like, yeah, that, was, yeah. that was pure shit. Like, that, <laughs> and at the same time, like, I could potentially end up working with that guy. And, like, now I do work with those people. Like, I work with that department. Yeah. So like, and fortunately, I think the one guy retired, um, and I haven't run into the other other two guys. But like, it's it's one of those situations where like, your department was hit or miss too. When I was experiencing them, like, yeah. there'd be guys that went in with no equipment. They have what? no idea what the call was for. No equipment. No, no monitor. Equipment. No. No nothing. And they just go in, and it'd be like a fifteen minute drive for us. We get there, we walk in. Like, oh my god. So this was uh, this is the uh, their name, chief complaint. <laughs> 
uh, we'd have time for vitals. I'm like, you guys went, you guys went and like on scene like 20 minutes ago. Like, they just, you know how it goes. Do yeah. you remember when we ran into Menji at the at the Broadway show? Yeah, and he was like, I turned into that guy. <laughs> yeah, he was so, so excited. We like, we ran into Menji at was it Aladdin? Aladdin. Yeah. So we were watching a Broadway, and all of a sudden you get a tap on the shoulder. Would you guys go together? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let's yeah. <laughs> what's, what's up with the together. Fu- who decided to go to the fucking yeah. Aladdin? That's, we not, that's not here nor there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but it's very here or there. You want to brainstorm it? It warmed show? me up before you <laughs> entered me the later Would that you night. Like to attend the symphony yeah. with me. So. I got a tap on the wear? shoulder. <laughs> oh. We wore suits and we looked good. Yeah. <laughs> I turned around. It's freaking Menji. And I was like, what the? Hold on. Someone else is here that you should see. And then he's all like, I was like, where are you now? He's, so, you know, he's working in that area too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, hey, what are you doing? He's like, dude, I, I became that guy. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I run calls. I go up. I take some vitals. And I look at my watch and go, where the fuck is Amar? <laughs> I was like, what the Dude, of course I got that. I were, I, his brother was my preceptor. Of course, yeah. He's yeah. That would guy. you would you have expected anything? Anything? Like no, no. But I just, oh, I thought it was so funny. I could see it. I saw it in my head play out. You know, what are you here for? Oh, okay. Where are they? <laughs> I was like, so oh. wait, Blatz, how was your week? Yeah, sorry, dude. We fucking. Hold on, let me just double check this. I, I bet you were at like. We're in an hour, and we've gone through one person. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, I fucking love tangents. First of all, this is good. This is good. We're gonna do a fucking two part for this. What this fucking bitch. day is it? It's Monday, um, and I'm shit. I mean, I've only worked like two days of last week. Hand so. me, hand me anything in the middle. Oh, we just have a, a, a menagerie of booze in the middle, right. whether it's scotch, wine. The boom is in fucking the way. white claws. I can't grab it. Yeah, we're, we're mixing tonight, I guess. Basic. Uh yeah, I think I only worked a couple days this last week, maybe a couple twelve. You know, it's pretty hard. You know, I got held over like thirty minutes. Was, How do you do it? Because I was pulling somebody's toenail out. You know, they come in, fucking those fuckers in the waiting room, man. Those hangnails, man. God damn it. Uh yeah, I mean the urgent care life, man. I don't think it really gets much easier than that, man. I mean the majority of people come in. You know, it's the season for coughs, cold, whatever. You know, so we just gotta make sure they don't got strep throat and need to throw them some antibiotics, but. Is it that, is it difficult or a pain in the ass discerning between COVID and the common cold now? No, I mean, we don't really give a fuck about COVID anymore, man. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like clinically, it's indistinguishable. Right? From, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So That's what I was curious about. The only people that come in that were like, "Man, you look pretty fucking sick." Like, you know, are you having shortness of breath? Yeah, okay. So we'll do a chest X-ray and be like, "Man, you look pretty fucking gnarly, man. You've been exposed to anybody with COVID." I live with 12 people who left COVID. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you probably have it. So. so we're like, yeah, you can get your ass to the hospital, dog. Like, you look like <laughs> shit. But and then you call 911. We show up. And not and even that, man. We're like, hey, dude. You can you drive, drive yourself? It's not that far, right? You drove here, right? Yeah. Perfect. Drive yeah, over you'll, there. You'll probably be fine. Please tell me you have, you're doing that. You have that family was, members. I have not. Fantastic. Yeah, I have not called Way anybody. to not impact the system. I yeah. fucking appreciate <laughs> you. Because there's one urgent care in our city that calls for everything. It's like, I have nausea and vomiting. Like, they're having a stroke, I think. They could be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh I'm like, why the fuck would you think they're having a stroke? They have a finger pain. Like, well, they also said that finger was numb. So you're like, you know, for like oh, typical minutes. shit. I'm like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. I got another tangent about that one. Definitely not that if guy. If we have time. Anyways, but, uh, that's exciting. I mean, nothing really exciting, man. We, we COVID test a lot of people. And you said there's been a a big increase in cases? Yeah, over the last probably, I would say three weeks, man. The majority of people have been negative um, in maybe the last like two and a half weeks or so. That's what you should have brought some fucking tests for us and just test us real quick. This could be super spreader, Yeah, yeah, it would be great. (laughs) 
like swabbed you from behind. The hole in the wall crew gets COVID. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally, I'm exposed to like, you know, they ask you, you know, I took my daughter to like a doctor's appointment and they're like, have you been in contact with anybody that has COVID? And I was like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, but you know, I'll walk into like, literally a family of five will come in and they're just like, Ugh, coughing, sneezing, URI symptoms. They're like, yeah, our fucking cousin had COVID and we had a party with him like, you know, three days ago. Guess yeah. what, all, bitches? Yeah, COVID. And they're yeah. all positive, you know. We get the test results back in usually about three days, but I mean, just wear, so, your, wear your fucking N95, wash your goddamn hands, half your our fingers city out of your is, mouth. Is, is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is Hispanic and the other half's LB, LGBTQ. So the Hispanic, they also, it's cultural to live with so extended all family. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I digress. It, we we I saw so many fucking COVID patients during this period in the last six months. It's I I, I was pretty pretty shocked. Like during the the peaks, five to six COVID patients a day, mm-hmm. and that's not including all the other calls. Yeah, yeah it was we're nuts. still seeing that many people come in. I mean, we talked about it earlier. You know, probably ten to fifty people a day testing at each urgent care, and at least fifty percent being positive. But the majority of them. I mean, I can't even think of one patient that came in that, you know, maybe that one that looks sick that we chest x-rayed. But other than that, like, everybody's like, yeah, I got some sniffles. We've had some bad ones. Yeah, and that's the thing. Bad ones, bro. What's other, it's kind of like selection bias, you know? Like, I see all the, like, minor patients because the patients that are that fucking sick, like, they're not coming. They call 911, bro. Like, you know, their family's like, Jesus Christ, he's not breathing. Like, we need to call 911, Yeah, like, to the point where... Their sats are in the fifties. They're breathing fifty times a minute, and yep. they're just like they can, they'll groan to some painful mm-hmm. stimulus, and they are fucked up. Yeah. Like my my partner. So there's a we were working with the proby, so he pretty much didn't have any rights to the engine. But me and my other walk, f- firefighter walk you fucking into the <laughs> we're, uh, to the call. carry the box. <laughs> we were it was like we'd switch back on forth on the engine and the the medic unit. And anytime he was on the medic unit, he'd have fucking COVID patients that fucking died on him. Like, Jeez. just like that. Like, breathing kind of quick, a little anxious, a little like, you know, oh, I don't feel very good. I think, you know, they definitely have COVID. And all of a sudden, it was like, uh, <laughs> I'm getting a little tired. And he, he was like, uh, at one point, like, uh, our probie looked back in the rear view and he just saw him doing compressions on the phone. Like, uh, yeah, so this COVID patient, you know, he's fucking, he, oh, he coded on me and like, Dude, I'm like, I, I haven't had that. Like, I there's been some fucking bad ones. He didn't have Mr. Zaya teacher. <laughs> set the BVM to the side. What is his first name? name? Oh my Charles. god! I, I could. <laughs> I could not fucking remember his. I was trying to tell is somebody it, it about is, him, and right. I was like, "What the fuck was that dude's name?" Like, I, think I just still, remember him as the guy who like, friends, likes to barbecue and bragged about a pediatric drowning as his first paramedic call. What a fucking idiot, dude. I want. Was it? You don't oh, remember yeah. the story? Yeah. No. Fuck that guy in his big shares. <laughs> oh, was it? That wasn't his company, was it? Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. he like imported them or something. Oh, that yeah, was the worst. Anyways, how was uh, your week? How was your week, buddy? My week was good. Any good That's calls? That's it. Yes, <laughs> come on. Jesus Christ. God damn. <laughs> um, no. Uh, yeah. Honestly, so um, I just changed stations. Uh, I went from a slow station to a another very slow station. I've been. God. Yeah, uh, I've. In a 48-hour shift on this last go-around, we ran nine calls. Oh, uh, my God. So, hey. yeah. I ran five last night. Yeah. So, like, I, I slept uh, from 10 p.m. until 7 a.m. Oh, no, no. Uh, second night, we got woken up at 5.30, so that was, like, rough. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> how do you cope? <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, we, I've, I've slept all night for the all of two shifts that I've been at my new station. So, it's... it's, Fuck, it's man, that it's, sounds it's, rad. No, I, I would way rather run more calls. To be perfectly honest, I. But I, aren't you past that point? 
you know, like yet. I feel like my experience level is at the point where like, oh, I'm good. I've I've ran those good calls. I've ran the gnarly ones. Eh. I've ran good medical aids, right? Like I've been doing the medic thing for five years or whatever now, and I feel like I've run a some... few years after us because yeah, <laughs> I was like five, one, like one and a half. Um, <laughs> but like I've I've been doing the whole like medic thing for a minute and i feel like i've run some of those calls and i like feel pretty comfortable with how they go and all that other stuff like i've i've had a legit like textbook stroke in the last two shifts mm-hmm. um like we the first call at my new God, station, I have like 10 a day <laughs> i know like the first call at our new station was like 58 year old female left-sided facial droop left arm weakness uh complaining of numbness on the left side of her mouth I'd imagine with the left side of weakness, that <laughs> won't bleed you. Um, yeah, so I, <laughs> but I, yeah, we we show up and I like both shifts that I've both places that I've been. It's been um, I've had a a regular captain and I haven't had an engineer either. Hmm. And my regular captain in both places so far has been an EMT. So like it's me, uh, okay. pretty much. And so like I feel comfortable running calls on my own and directing people who have higher authority than me and all that other stuff, like telling my captain, like, Hey, I need you to start compressions or, Hey, I need you to leave the room. Uh, you know, stuff like that. So like, I'm kind of at the point where it's like medical wise, whatever. And I, I get that's a, that's what this podcast is about, but I would way rather be a little bit busier for fire shit. Um, cause that stuff is newish to me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'd way rather like, I get that. I know a lot of guys who are fucking tired of vehicle fires and I will, I love vehicle fires. I will run vehicle. They're fires my favorite. Yeah, dude. They're, they're a quick cleanup and they're fun to put out. It's like a quick, it's almost like a structure fire condensed into 30 to 45 minutes. And it's like, Oh, I only have to roll up one hose and there's and no it, supply and line. And usually and you're like you're good. Yeah. And you're it. Like yeah. you, you, there's, there's like nobody else to coordinate or anything like that. There's nobody is still a nozzle prep time from you. Yeah. You're like, there's fairly limited, limited risk, right? Like unless you're happen to be standing in front of the bumper. Dead set in front. You're like, yeah. Hey, you're on a dipshit. Like the, the, the struts go or something. You're just going to be like, Oh, well there goes my knees too. And you like, get to fuck around with the, the circus saw, which is always fun. Yeah. It's a good time. So Cut like I'll, I'll, do, I'll do vehicle fires all day, but like I know a bunch of guys who are fucking tired of them and I'm not at that point yet. So I would way rather end up somewhere a little busier. Um, we have a few stations in our department that'll do like 30 a day. And that is not close to what I want to be. That's way too many. Fuck. Yeah. That's, that sounds awful, but like, I wouldn't mind being somewhere that does 10 to 20. Like I'm okay with that. And I can come to my, my department, bro. Yeah. I'll do that for a couple of days. I'll do that for a few years, like get a little experience under my belt and get to a point where I feel confident with doing that. I would be interested in being at a place where you get to incorporate, some of the fire stuff with some of the medic stuff. Like if you get to actually get a grab, pull somebody out of the building and then like start to treat for respiratory symptoms and all that stuff, that would be, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Right. Like, Doesn't your department though have a tactical EMS department uh, too, or we do. Um, we have a few guys. Um, yeah. Have, after the one incident. Yeah. 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 Please explain. That was all city department, but like County ran on. Then after road. that, they're like, yeah, I think everybody does. Cause it, yeah, Amar, we had a we had a tech tech med <laughs> team with yeah, me, yeah, yeah, but I don't think there was anything fire related. With oh yeah, yeah. Baron's gonna try to do that. Yeah, I'd imagine yeah. we'll delete all that. I'm next. So Sorry. anyway, um, yeah, my week. Uh, there was a couple interesting things. So I'd never heard of this term before, and it 
I sparked some uh, looking into, but have you have you ever heard of a brittle diabetic? No. Is that slang? No, I've never heard of that. No, uh, it's it's a medical term. Really? Yeah. Brittle diabetic. A brittle diabetic. Like peanut brittle. Correct. <laughs> peanut brittle. Oh, so delicious. <laughs> delicious. It's not delicious. So, so, so much glucose. I'd never heard of that term before. And this woman who described herself as a brittle diabetic. Oh, my sugar so fluctuates so much. Oh my that, that's exactly what it is. It's uh what? there's it's massive fluctuations in their, their glucose um, with very little catalyst essentially so it's not like they're changing their diet or they're increasing their meds it all of a sudden they're just huge fluctuations so she was like you know i felt like shit the last two days last time this happened i was in dka and sure shit her sugar was high and positive ketones and our little glucometer so it's over 750 and i was like okay what meds changed nothing food changed nothing she's like this she's like oh i'm a brittle diabetic so sometimes this just happens i'm like the fuck is a brittle diabetic? I was like, yeah, you yeah, totally. Too. Yes, That's course. what I did. I was, I was like, okay. I need yeah. to make base on this. And then world. afterward, I looked it up and I was like, oh, so it just is a big fluctuations from no apparent huh. cause. So heard that's that. a brittle diabetic. I never heard of that term. And so if you ever hear that, then patho behind that. there you go. Yeah. So I, I wasn't, I, I, I looked into it a little bit, but not the pathophys as, as much as I needed to, but hmm. just the term and what causes it. Um, so that was weird. So uh, <laughs> last night, Remember I told you about a regular transient who like knows me by name and like the one always that asks for me refuses to other talk people. To, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he refuses other people unless he's talking. He's like, I want to see Josiah. I will only talk to Josiah. I might as well go. Yeah, and um, so we were talking about him because there's been another transient we used to go on regularly who died this year, and we we're like, man, that. 2020s just knocked out a bunch of them. Like, so and so's died, so and so's died. Yeah, let's say nice. Is that inappropriate? <laughs> You're like, it, our call volume's dropped because yeah, of it. Yeah. So, uh, this fucking dude who we thought was, we, we literally had the conversation about him being dead that during that lunch, we get a call for a cardiac, possible cardiac arrest outside of a gym. I was like, that sounds kind of legit. So I was like, this motherfucker. So we roll up and there's this this uh, family who's like pointing at this guy who's laying flat on the ground prone. I'm like, oh, this guy fucking croaked after he worked out. And I roll him over and it's this fucking dude that we thought was dead. Like so, like a bunch of people had told me that this guy died from COVID. Oh, shit. And he rolls over and I see his ta- like tattooed head. And I'm like, oh shit, what's up, dude? And he's like, ah, Josiah, my chest hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, he's like, hold on. He pulls out this this sheet from his pocket and he shows he's like, I won't answer any questions until you read this. And it's like, <laughs> my name is blank. Like, I am a do not resuscitate. I do not want to be resuscitated. <laughs> and it's like it's it looks like a five year old wrote with his left hand <laughs> nice. on the sheet of paper and then it's signed and dated. And I was like, that's valid. That, that's <laughs> valid. valid. If this yeah. guy does, I'm fucking that. So I'm like, okay, put it back in your pocket. Let's let's go to the hospital. And he actually has legit cardiac history, like CHF ejection fraction of like t- uh, seven to ten percent, like, like really bad. What? And he's like had multiple heart attacks. Well, he does meth every fucking day. Oh, that's so this guy, you keep the ejection fraction high. We gotta get it going. Gotta keep, yeah. keep it rocking. <laughs> so we ran him on the first day, and then yesterday they run him three three times the, the tr- our truck. So they run him twice. He AMA's, says him fuck off because they won't drive him to his motel to pick up his bags. <laughs> and he finally goes there himself, comes back, and he, he requests me. So I end up getting oh. dispatched. <laughs> so I mean, get, if, I, if I lived anywhere close to you, I would request you every time. <laughs> he does. He he literally requests Josiah. It's yeah. fucking 
ridiculous. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> Did I ever ask, would they, will they entertain that? They'll dispatch you out or no? Uh, no. He, oh, okay. So what happens is the firefighter on whatever area he's in, they're like, well, Josiah is at 11 today. So you need to cross this road. <laughs> and he fucking does it. Oh, <laughs> first of all, fuck your dispatchers. For so not, not the dispatchers, oh. the firefighters. Oh. Like, hey, he won't go with oh. us. Like, he will only go with you. So like, you tell your boys to like, what the fuck? He is know? my boy. Like, he was, <laughs> it was my firefighter, my, my fellow firefighter on my crew who was working on the truck that day. <laughs> And he was just like, "That's perfect." Just eyes on this side. I may or may not have bought a frequent flyer and icy on my way into shift. <laughs> I went to like an PM, and he was outside, and he was like, "Hey, man, you got any change?" And I was like, "You don't recognize me, bro." Like, I without my, the, fucking crazy, I without my, the uniform, they don't no, see you. I, I even had my undershirt on. Like, it said AMR right across the top of it, and I was like, "You don't recognize me?" He's like, "Nah," and I was like, "Bro, I pick you up like." <laughs> I literally three times yesterday. a week. I'm like, I, like, I know you're super high, but you know, I was like, "Listen, man." I'll buy you any drink you want in this store if you promise not to call 911 tonight. It was a Friday night. <laughs> All right, man, whatever. You know, I'm thinking like, you know, he's a homeless guy. He's going to get alcohol or something like that. Yeah. Bro comes back with a big old like frosty, you know, like a red Slurpee <laughs> and some day. candy. And he's like, all right. Now. He's all super excited. I have a picture of it in my phone. Because <laughs> I was like, man, I got to talk to the boys. The I'm not going to lie. I'm super uh, surprised that he didn't grab like a six pack or a 40. I or... know. I was shocked to be honest. But I'm like, like man, I'll give you guy. 640s. Just pass out yeah. and fall asleep and I won't have to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> go to sleep forever so anyway we, we go to this guy forever. last night so they call him third, yeah. three times third time he comes with me and uh he always has a knife on him so we always have to be like hey take your weapons out <laughs> he has a he pulls out this knife and throws it to the cop I and like uh that. he's just losing his but shit bro god damn, god damn it put, put this fucking mic here you did so uh we get to the hospital he's like josiah do you text often? Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh, God, I don't know what to do. And he's like, are you allowed to give out your phone number? We should text. And I was like, no. No, we're not. We're not allowed to do that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I figured as much. It's okay. I'll, I have my ways. I'll figure it out. I'm like, oh, oh God. <laughs> and then... Uh, like, hey, Taylor. Did he what's his number? Dude, oh. <laughs> and then so I'm, I'm off giving a report to the nurse. And you hear him say, Josiah, Josiah, I have another knife. I'm like... God, dude, you're killing me right now. <laughs> so I walk over and I'm like, he's like, I have one. I was like, okay, just just put it on the bed. And he pulls out this big old fucking razor. <laughs> like, just put it right next to you. I'm gonna grab it. And he's like, okay. I was like, oh, I guess this is another knife he has. But he so he said he was like, well, I found out that my ejection fraction was low, and the doctor told me if I don't stop doing drugs, I'm gonna die. So I decided to go out in a big boom. <laughs> and he was like, I went, and I did two lines of meth, a line of fentanyl. I did a couple pills from some woman that gave them to me. I don't know what they were. I drank a shitload of vodka and tequila. Just pills. And then he was like, well, I knew you guys were going to see me later that night. So I was like, I'm going to shave my chest so it's easier to put the electrodes on. <laughs> what a thoughtful <laughs> delinquent. I know. And this woman, he was like, and then she shaved my chest. And then I was like, we were having fun. So I tried to spray her, spray her pussy with my with the, the nozzle of the, the shower head. And then she tried to spray my butthole. And then things got weird, and I was like, "Why are you telling me this?" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, oh, your apartment like, sounds so." I was fun. like, "Okay, buddy." I was like, "That's enough. I don't need to know anymore." He's like, "This is why I love going with you, Josiah. You just let me talk." I'm like, "That I do, I guess." 
I mean, oh, dude, it was so weird. I was like, knowing the area that you work in, I'm like not really surprised <laughs> at all. It just sounds fantastic. Oh, dude, it was, like, it was so fabulous. Way more entertaining. Uh, so when we get to the hospital and they're like, "What's this?" I was like, "Well, you guys know so and so, right?" And they're like, "Who?" I was like, "Well, he's like our regular." You're like, "Hey, we, rubber dildos are up in there." <laughs> we did go. Oh, so so we we did go to that back to the yeah yeah. So there's a gay resort in our city. Excellent. <laughs> is that the name of it? No, uh, it's 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 called. Uh, it, there's a long name for it, but we. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we go there, and uh, this was not my last rotation. I just got off this morning, but it was the rotation before that. But I haven't seen you in a little while. Yeah. Um, PSA about Ambien. I can't tell you how many patients I've had who've took an Ambien and slept walk and did crazy shit. So it was a very timid experience at this boys club where it's only like i only saw two dicks it's not that bad only. usually you only. see dudes fucking and trying oh. to jizz Ugh. on you and stuff so it gets way worse so just seeing a naked dude Been there. normally is like eh, you're good it's like a saturday <laughs> yeah i was like oh this is all good <laughs> hey buddy I only so have to, I only this guy have to shower after this one like usually it's pretty typical to be on uh, meth xc or ghb in this resort and he was very vehemently denying anything he's like i took ambient i took i took two and a half which is more my do- than my dose but i took two and a half and i was like so he was able to answer some questions but he's still kind of like you know that kind of dreary weird kind of mentality they're kind of looking around like oh what's going on over here like Synomulant. Is that a man Who sucking another man's dick over there? <laughs> that actually was happening, but he was like, where am I? What's going on? I was like, what city are you? And he would tell me. But then he was like, whoa, I just feel super weird. And like, like, you know, like I this kind of... I to do with my hands. Yeah, he was just kind of being weird. And I was like, you know what? He really reminds me of like those calls we used to run in this county when we worked for the private ambulance company mm-hmm. where they'd be on like take Ambien that night and then all of a sudden they'd be like have some kind of trip and fall and yeah. be acting weird. And I was like... This dude's just tripping on Ambien. He might not even remember this. Like, I've had plenty of, like, sleepwalkers. He's, he's not shit. even gay. Yeah, yeah. He, so he woke up in the locker room, and he fell and hit his head. And so we had to bring him in yeah. because he had, like, a lack. But, like, I swear that the Ambien thing is, like, I always look for that in old people's medical history or, like, um, medications just because I'm, like, in the middle of the night when they're kind of, like, not lucid, but walking around and eat shit like i swear to god it's always because of ambient they're always just tripping sleepwalking doing weird shit because of ambient you guys had that or is that just me just you just your city really no <laughs> no i've had it in this county like they, it was big in this county like really? for assisted livings ah, and shit they'd sense. like hey yeah. you need to sleep here's some of this and they'd knock them out but then like they'd they'd sleepwalk into other people's rooms naked try to fuck them like i haven't no, i have not had that i've had that multiple that. times nice <laughs> Joey Rodriguez, you need to come out on the fucking oh. podcast and oh. talk about this because yeah. like, you yeah, and I saw this shit too. all the time. He did just have a baby. Yeah, yeah. A baby he boy. almost named him Josiah too. Oh man, no so close, way. so close. No. He 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 suggested Josiah because he liked the name because of me because I'm awesome. Correct. <laughs> no one's ever kept in touch with Uzi, I right? Oh, no. Man. What's up with that guy? I don't know. Randomly, I saw on Snapchat. I think he has a kid too, a daughter, and he works for. Um, a city department in the county. Uh, that doesn't work, actually. Anyways, he's back just up around this say area. It and then we can figure it out. What? You want to just delete it? Yeah, I'll delete it. Oh, fuck. I think he works. Oh, good for I him. I think he's back with. Really? And I think he has a daughter. I saw it on Snapchat. Good 
Good for him. Westbrook hit me up on uh Dude, West is Yeah, where's he? He's got a weird story. He's lived he lives, lives in, in Mexico. Mexico. In Mexico. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, last so I heard I, he I was in San Diego with Uzi. He works lives in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But either way, I I, what I, the? I reached wow. out to him maybe seven, eight months ago, something like that, and he was like, Yeah, dude, I'm living in Mexico. I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking dope. It's <laughs> crazy. And he's man. like, Yeah, man, if you want a place to stay, if you like want to come down and like hang out. Like hit me up, and I'm like, yeah, I will totally do that. Like that sounds. He's great. always been so eccentric. So He's such a. I need to hit him up. Yeah. We we should go down. That yeah. would be fun. That would be great. Just go down cruising. Like, Damn. Yeah. Fuck that. Come bro. show us around. Fuck <laughs> Mexico, bro. Steal a bunch. I haven't been since I was like. 18 or 19 when oh, i man. visited and we like you know you had you like back in the day you'd be able to go down to tijuana to drink and go yeah, to clubs as a young man and then uh it wasn't too dangerous yet but then like i want to say what it was 2010 ish that the cartel shit started getting too a little too popping real real oh, just, <laughs> just last year i uh right before i started the tower the place i'm at now like my wife and i were like hey like i don't want to bother planning a vacation so like let's do a cruise so we did. So we went down to Ensenada, um, and it was easily one of the worst vacations of my life. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn, but that like, took a turn. Where yeah, I, yeah, no, no like Ensenada was the best part of that. Like the cruise itself, it was carnival. It's like mm-hmm. the fucking Section Eight cruise. It's terrible. So, <laughs> <laughs> so do you? Me- God. Damn it. What was that? That was a nice chair and you just broke it. I broke your chair. <laughs> curse that's a shot. That's the curse the seat Kristen always sits in. Oh. She broke it earlier. Okay. We we did that's all, all we did is gone through our weeks and it's Yeah, like, how long has it been? That was it's a really been good like two hours. God. <laughs> but doesn't it go by quick? You took an hour. It's an hour sure. and a half, and Easily. all we did was. How did I take an hour? I told one call. <laughs> because I got a list. Blatt's kept interrupting you. That's Correct. true. Too. All right. So let's uh take a cheers real quick. And then we'll get into uh, maybe some paramedic school memories. Oh, God. Paramedic school memories? The dragon. Oh, I have, have stories. Kind of, I Dude, think about him often. Perfect. He, vape, he vaped before vaping was cool, bro. That's true. Yeah. That's really true. Oh. For those of you listening at home, the dragon got his nickname, the dragon, because he would vape in class before it was illegal to do that. And he'd be sitting in the back, surrounded by a cloud of smoke like a dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So crazy, last yeah. I heard, because I had a buddy that still worked with him till he left, he I think moved to Arizona, and he's in lineman school, like a tr- electrician. Really? Yeah, I think Fuck. that suits him. Good for him. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think he's going to lineman school. That's the last I heard. Nice. That's a legit. That's like a good career move. I yeah. know a few guys who've done that, and they're doing very well for themselves. Nice. So good for him. That's what awesome. else? Wong lives up in. He didn't, has a kid, dude. Didn't he go back to like? So there's. There's another guy at AMR mm-hmm. whose name is also Alex Wong, and I mm-hmm. keep getting them mixed up because he's also an Asian guy because his last name is Wong. And uh, our Wong was named Alan, though. So, yeah, you oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Alex. Rude, rude. <gasps> I'll never forget the catfish nuggets, dude. The what? You don't remember the catfish nuggets? No. No. What? You guys don't remember? No. <laughs> oh my god. Hold dude. on. Who's uh? Oh, was it her? Was it Hernandez? Her nanny? Yeah, her nanny. And who's the other guy that was like a? What was his name? He was like a. He was like half half American Indian or something like that. That was also Hernandez. Was it? Also Wasn't Hernandez? it? No. Uh, Hernandez was the guy that had like uh, a bunch, the, of, a the, bunch the, of tattoos. The, the and guy that. who got let go from paramedic school. Yeah, yeah. What was his um, name? Fuck! Why can't I remember? Oh man, I know, I know Hernandez because he. I see him 
I thought he was up. Yeah. And I've, I've seen him every once Wong, in a while. Wong came in with some fucking catfish nuggets from like Albertsons one time. <laughs> for the next like fucking three weeks, dude. <laughs> they walk in the little break room and oh, catfish nuggets. <laughs> that's why. Oh, it's so good. I love some catfish nuggets. So that's why you guys are always saying that shit. Oh. I was like, what the fuck is catfish nuggets? So <laughs> bro, I thought he was just sitting on the stupid thing. No, Blatt's no, no. He was sitting there on the. <laughs> he was sitting there on the break room couch, just like fucking chowing down some catfish nuggets. catfish is delicious by the oh, way yeah, i love i love me some some southern catfish that's right but i don't that was that. fucking hilarious that's funny do you remember this we were talking about hold on let me just say the word oh, and let's see if you remember let's see uh it's actually two words uh, catfish nuggets there must be a, nuggets there must no. have been a limited amount of people in that break room at the time i recall I, it happening i think uh i think there was i wasn't there very limited. Huh. Try to refresh my memory. I don't recall that. Uh, do you remember a gentleman named uh, Alan Wong? Uh-huh. Alexander okay. Wong. Uh, <clears throat> he may or may not have brought some catfish nuggets in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> some cat- I know. It's, yeah. it's kind of taboo, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what dickhead? Microwave fish. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Don't disrespect my man like that. They were from, <laughs> they were from Albertsons, and they were under probably under a heat lamp. All right. So oh, they that's that's okay. So then. yeah, no, totally okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he brought brought these catfish nuggets and was just munching on them. And uh, her nanny and what the fuck was that other guy's name, dude? Fuck. Who is the guy who got let go? The half. Half Hernandez? No, the no, half, no. The he was like half Native American. Was, not not Evan, but the other guy. Gonzalez. Was it Gonzalez? Gonzalez. Oh, Gonzalez. Yeah. God damn it. Hernani Gonzalez just like gave the fucking like, goofiest <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> for like a week and a half. Oh, but he was already Calpire, right? Like he already had like uh-huh. a set job. He was just trying to get yeah. his medic cert. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, him and Hernani were giving him shit for like I don't know, a week and a half at least about his catfish nuts. <laughs> Every time I saw, oh, those cutfish are looking so good. Cutfish. Uh, so delicious. <laughs> That's so racist. It is very, very, very racist. It's like almost it was a different time back then, man. Like yeah, people fuck, aren't man. as sensitive, you know, or way more sensitive now than yeah. you can get away with that stuff. You get kicked out of school. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. There's a there's a PA in our program that uh, was getting getting looked at real hard um, under a fine microscope because of stuff he was talking about like uh, on Facebook with like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, bro. Wait, he, he was got pretty pro real. or against? He was, I wouldn't say he was against, but he was like arguing with somebody on Facebook completely unrelated to anything All lives matter. But how did that, right. that shouldn't affect the academia side, yeah, right? Absolutely not. But apparently one of the other students who was, you know, the opposite viewpoint screenshotted his comments. And oh stuff, my God. Forwarded them to the director of our program and every other preceptor that he'd had up to that point. Cause we do 11 one month rotations. Oh my god, that's yeah. extensive. Ridiculous, like, dude. Easy like, with that shit. Mind your own business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get stitches. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy, man. But yeah, he almost got kicked out for that shit. But I mean, it's neither here nor there for me. You know? And he, yeah. he could clearly couldn't have said anything too inflammatory, or else he no. would have been gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. He could have been like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. they might have some differing opinions that I don't agree with. There are some nice ah, What'd you say? How dare you even contradict uh, Black Lives Matter? Some nice people on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Trump. <laughs> Pass me the pizza, dickhead. Oh. Uh. No, it's for me and me only. Okay, whatever. Feed it to me or something. 
So to put some educational stuff in this podcast. Yeah. So Blast, I wanted to ask you Fuck for yeah, ask me whatever, man. Don't do a that. lot of our viewers, uh, viewers, listeners. Viewers. Hello. Eh. Viewers. They're just staring at this you want a piece of pizza bar. Yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> what do you think about going from medic to PA, or for that matter? I don't know what to do with my hand. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> somebody just grabbed the box. It. <laughs> it's gonna fall. <laughs> Like, I, there's no way I can't. I just can't do it. He was gonna I bump can't. it again, and yeah. it was just been another yeah. drink. Um, so yeah, what do you your transition out? from medic to PA? How did you? Oh man, it was a it was a long road. Because like uh, I'm thinking about like NP school, which is something I never thought about before. Do it, man. The mid level provider spot is just the absolute sweet spot. It sucks because you know for two years I have no idea what NP programs are like to be honest as far as like I mean, time and commitment I was, i'm assuming they're around two years but mm-hmm. there's no other in my opinion form of like school that you can go to where you get you know that amount of thank you where you get that amount of like you know respect in the community and like go to school that few amount of years like it's just an undergraduate in a two-year like postgraduate program it's over like that and it's just i mean it's really intense you know, like, but you, your debt is a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, not even that. Maybe you know, if I paid off over, you know, the average is like ten years. You know, but like, <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. I mean, uh, listen. I just, I just started working like literally a month ago or two months ago. Okay, starting. Okay, in five years or ten years, I mean, I get like a five dollar raise a year at this company that I'm at right now. Okay, that you know, five dollars a year. A year. That is a lot of it's dollars. It's a lot of dollars. Mm-hmm. So by the time you're 10 years deep, I mean, you're touching 175, you know, working three days a week, three 12-hour shifts. So That's I mean, pretty crazy. It's, yeah. it's insane. It's insane. And, you and you're not lifting any patients. You're not fucking going not into car crashes. You're not threatening dude. to get stabbed. In, I told you. You don't have to watch your back on the freeway. Yeah. Cold inside my urgent care. Dude. <laughs> I'm so fucking cold Ugh, in there. Wool socks. So, I mean, anybody who's thinking about that transition, I mean, the biggest issue is getting. Once you get into school, then it's all downhill from there, you know. But that, you know, initial undergraduate stuff, you know, it's difficult to do while you're going while you're working full time, you know, because you got bills and shit, and you're going to school full time. I mean, you guys have you know worked and gone to school too. It's fucking hard, man. Yeah. It's not for people that are like the faint of heart, but you know, once you if you can just keep your eyes on the prize, you know. That was the most There's brutal nothing. two years of my life. Dude, I Going to four-year and working as a medic, teaching on the side. And I was just, I, I, I slept. I, I barely slept. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was just irritable and shitty. And it was just. You slept on shift with me. That's what, what you did. Any second that I had downtime, I'd be unconscious. Mm-hmm. And in in a heartbeat. Like, it wouldn't be like, oh, I need to try to figure out how to fall asleep. It was just, I was, my body would turn off. And it was just blackness. Yeah. It was it was brutal. But um Hello Darkness. <laughs> you know, I had a, no, that's seriously like yeah. I but, had a lot of um of fire medics that I was cool with and a lot of paramedics were like, Man, you're just you know, you're not gonna be happy because you know it's not you're not gonna innovate people, you're not gonna do this or do that, you know. But I think it depends on what your your attitude is towards like the whole profession and like, you know, the reason one of the other reasons I didn't go into firefighting was I didn't want that to be my life's focus. You know, when you're a firefighter, it rules your life, you know, like there's a lot of guys who let that happen for sure. Yeah. Like where like their identity is solely in 
I am a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Like that is their pride and joy. That is their life. Everything that is comes every- second to it. Yes. And I, I do not understand those people. Mm-hmm. Like that is not, I, I live, I, I work to live, not live to work. Correct. Correct. You get, have you guys seen um, emergency cringe on Instagram? Yes. No. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So like, Everybody listening at home, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you have something to do with emergency medicine. It is definitely something worth looking at, if not if not for any reason other than this is a good example of what not to do. It's yeah, a lot of like, sure. you're welcome for my service and like weird. Or seeking clout, basically. Yeah, yeah. seeking clout, very uncomfortable, like tinder profiles of, uh, of, uh, of like firefighters in post- their uniform or in front of the in engine uniform or in, in their turnouts with no shirt on oh, saying oh. shit like i'm a firefighter it's my job to get stuff wet bro <laughs> bro kirsten showed me a video of some of her friends in i'm assuming it's somewhere like nashville or somewhere like that where <laughs> brides of uh, bridal showers <laughs> But there was a firefighter. <laughs> There's a video of a firefighter, and he was in the engine. He lifts up his shirt and like to show off his six pack. And I was like, I would get fucking fired for that. Yeah. Like, that's fucking crazy that anybody would do that. That's so audacious. Like it infuriates me. So like that somebody was like, oh, this is a good idea. This is really represents my fucking fire wait. department well by lifting up my shirt to show off my abs to some drunk bitches. You know, you, like you can clearly see wait, they were driving by. Right. I work yes. at the top of my helmet oh. while I'm wearing it. Yes. Right now. Yes. What the fuck? We would get fired in oh, this yeah. state for 100%. that. 100%. I'm scared about this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he waited until after probation to come on. He's yeah. like, I'm going to get fucking fired for uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> but, know that captain I talk shit about? Yeah, yeah. He fucking he heard it. <laughs> yeah. So, But either way, like, it is, it is worth looking at that profile, that Instagram feed, just to kind of see, like, Like a perspective sh- shapener? Yeah. It's, it's very much, because, like, I I like the fact that I'm a firefighter. Like it's a it's a career that I'm proud of, right? Like right. I worked my ass off to get here, right? I've done done the whole paramedic thing. I years, through, ten years, yeah, of ten, hard ten work years to get of to this hard job. work to get this spot. Like getting shit on and all that other stuff. My my wife, my my who has been you know I've been with for eight years, has as soon as I was off probation. We we had a we had like a weird like couple of months transitionary. Count motherfucker. Wait, hold on. I feel like I should be the rest of that whiskey. Ugh. Yeah. Probably. All right. Yeah. Hurry up. Your drink. Get your glasses. Sorry. So like my my wife and I like we've been together for eight years. Like we got together when I was in paramedic school and literally. I remember since... you guys when you when you guys met. She's yeah. from Australia. You didn't like her very much. If no, I she was. I liked her. <laughs> <laughs> That bitch didn't like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whiskey me, bro. Um, no, so she was a little cold to me at first. Yeah, I, that was probably. I think I may have done something to piss her off before that. Kill it. Thank you, sir. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> you hit it again. Dude. Yeah, that was God. Just, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just get it all out of your system. Yeah, I'm just that's two. So we have to finish these and drink another one. It's right here. All right, cool. We good? Yeah. No, not yet. All right. So no, hold on. We have to drink another one because you hit it again. God damn it! You dick hole. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Talking about Hannah. Hannah. All right. She's, your wife. She's. You're great. talking about your wife. She's. <laughs> I feel like she remember that. She's great and beautiful. Love you, baby. She's, she's great. Uh, she has strong hands. She has very strong yeah. hands. Yeah. Just broke my dick off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, no, hold on. You got to get a different you drink. You didn't finish it. We all one? finished it. Oh, my God. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> got a couch for you. <laughs> That's empty. That's empty. Fucking scallywag. That's not empty. You, that's empty. Oh. What the, there's beer in there. Open another one. Give me that can back. I'll open another one, but don't you throw away that good beer. <laughs> Is there doers in there? Open right, this for me, bitch. That's the doers. The globe or the other one? Uh, the decanter. I'll take the decanter, please. Are they both decanters? The fuck is a decanter? It's where you Do you know what a human decanter is? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, um, Carol listened to that a few uh I think last week. I think she almost threw up. <laughs> Wait, anyway. can we go be, get back into that? So okay, finish your oh, story you, and we'll talk yeah, about sorry, human sorry, decanters. Sorry. I, I honestly don't remember that. So, Hannah oh, during So Hannah and I have been together since You finished probation. Me, since medic school, right? Like eight years and literally the entirety <laughs> of our life up to this point or as as a couple, like he, I have he been, been on, in the struggle. Yeah. yeah, I've been like chasing this this career and it's been like paramedic school and then night shifts at AMR and then like decent seniority but like you know probation at the other department and then probation at this department i got fired getting fired from that i feel (laughs) i beat you to it this is like this is like eight mile where he talks and shit on himself Um, that's a good good analogy (laughs) anyway yeah like so we 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 hit that point where like i passed probation and there was like this weird transitional period where it was like all of a sudden like i didn't have to stress about so much as i have been over the last like seven years of our relationship and my wife kind of was in this spot where she was like this is my break right like she's she's been like i have been supportive of you i've cooked dinners i've been okay with seeing you two hours a day for you know months on end yeah um and like we we literally did the math at one point and at one point when i was at AMR, she's a mathematician you're 100 percent retarded yeah my, my, my wife is a my wife is a math professor and, fuck off um, <laughs> that's yeah let me equals Yep, you're on your so retarded. Dude, can we can we reconfirm that? Can somebody else do the the number, run the numbers right now. Yeah. Fuck, he's gonna hundred percent too. Fuck. C. What's the confidence interval on that? Plus or minus? Yeah. No point oh. Point zero five. Oh, God damn it! It's true. <laughs> the research is true. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So we we actually like we we counted it up and there was a there was a point in our relationship where we would literally have the opportunity to spend about 16 hours a week with each other um, based on when I would get home, when she would have to leave for work and that kind of stuff. And it was miserable. Like we that went on for probably about five, six months. Um, But since we've kind of like turned that corner, it's um, it's been really nice for our relationship. But at the same time, like it's been this like weird transition where um like i feel like i owe her something right like i've been kind of lingus night after night dude (laughs) night after night sometimes two times yeah oh shit have you guys seen the the remake of uh what is it chips or whatever yes with (laughs) uh, actually kind of funny Dak shepherd yeah yeah uh dude they shot that in front of michael pena right Yeah. yeah yeah and mario lopez isn't there at like the very very end yeah I, I told him everybody's eating everybody's ass. 
Yeah, man, that's expected at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, after he has a kid, he's above that. Yeah, like <laughs> way above. So, like the the whole point of all this is like the last like eight years, it's been a fuck ton of like me very selfishly pursuing this career path, right? And like my wife has been um, a champion and just putting up with it and my shit up into this point, right? And uh, that now left you. Yeah. No, so I would have <laughs> been there. Too. Yeah. I would have um, left me too. Like I don't I I I'm not like I I love her to death for the fact that she has decided to stay with me because I don't know if I would have in that same position, right? Like there's there's a huge amount of patience on that end on her end. So um, I, I think that's an important point to get on. It like I don't know if it has anything to do with what we've talked about today. <clears throat> but like ass eating. <laughs> Correct. But there's there's a lot of guys like you and I who don't have that easy path where like, you know, the first fire job they apply to, they get, and it's like, oh man, that wasn't that bad. Like I went to fire academy, I went to paramedic school, and all of a sudden, you know, my first place, (laughs) I got hired. There's dudes at my my department that that happened to. Mm -hmm. Like they were a paramedic for three months or they're a paramedic for one month and they got hired right away. I was a paramedic for seven Mm, years, like six or seven years prior. Those are your examples? You could cut this out. What about your community hires? Were they EMTs and then they got picked up? <laughs> so you I mean, cut that out. look at look at your department though. He's a really uh, the, the the kids are the, those kids are nice. The, the EMTs are nice, and they just finished probation, so oh, they've worked good. they worked hard. Like and I I pushed one like the one I was under my belt really hard. Like I expected a lot from him. You know, I put him through EMS classes. I made him learn everything. Like not everything that a paramedic would know, but like everything he can anticipate mm-hmm. as an EMT. Um, he, no experience as an EMT. Period. Never driven an ambulance until I get hired with our fire department. What the? Okay. 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 Fresh out of academy, no fire experience. Um, he had worked at a golf course prior. That was it. <laughs> Sick. Good for him. <clears throat> yeah. No. Like good for him. Like. But at the same time, for that. But that's, when you that, come from hard for our background, around him. But when you come yeah. from our background, at first. You know, it's, it was one of those those emotions I need to check because you know it's not his fault; it's 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 the department's fault. But like, I was so mad at first because I was like, "You don't understand. You you well, the level don't, of you've never experienced the suffering yeah. that we went through. Like, you don't no. appreciate this job. Like, I appreciate this job. No. You have no idea what it's like to have, you know, been strung along and then dropped off, been strung along and then dropped off, and then had this drawn out for fucking like six years and lose relationships and." And yeah, suffer with three different jobs and have to go back through school and all these different things. Like you, you, you give up on this this career that you've wanted since you were eighteen to move on to something else, and you're just like, I fucking hate this. And you give it one last little more little ditch effort just because fuck it, that's why. And it ends up panning out. You know, like it's one of those things. And he was like, Oh yeah, the first place I applied. <laughs> you know, like, uh, and it's not again, like it's not his fault, but like it's not his fault, yeah. But there's part of me where, like, at first, and, and he's a nice kid, and fuck this kid, fuck all these guys, I hate him, like, they don't understand, and, you know, I was a little, I was a little disgruntled at first, for sure, but, it, it, again, like you said, I think it adds an appreciation that yeah. I have for the job, and that's why it's so easy for me to come to work, like, fucking smiling and excited, and super nice to every patient like some patient throws up at me like it's okay dear i don't mind it's no big deal like it's you know like pants yeah you know like i don't give a fuck because like i made bullshit money at some private ambulance company yeah. for for so long and i dealt with the bullshit for so long that i was like 
to take care of people, which I love doing. All right. And then I get to work out and fucking make food and learn different recipes and hang out with nice dudes during work. Like, this is cool. This is fun. Like, And every once in a while, you get to do some hero shit. Yes. And like, no, no. Like, when I was in Napa, I felt like some hero shit. It was yeah. cool. It was fucking badass. Like, it was, it was cool knowing that I went to a house and I worked my ass off for seven hours until 3 a.m. to save a house. And when I walked away, that house was still standing because of me. Like, I worked my ass off. I broke my back off because of that house, and it's still standing. Some old fucking lady has her sewing room. I looked in the window. Because <laughs> of me. And that's cool. That's a badass feeling, you know? You're like welcome, Dorothy. We we watched 200-foot flamelings roll over a hill, coming 30 to 45 miles an hour, just fucking burning everything in sight. To the point where we had to run, like, you know run away essentially and then we turn back around to come back and save this house and we did it you know like we took care of this house and then there's a there's another uh winery when we were in napa there was is a 25 million dollar winery they said if we weren't there it would have burned but we like we we cleared all around it we did a backfire we did all this shit we were on there that 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 winery for a day 24 hours working our asses off and it was it's still standing now because of us because our strike team like that's a cool feeling those little times are cool feelings thank you for your service thank you sir it well makes, that's that well, right was no, drinking wet. some hard pressed cider can you pull your dick out so i can just start you know honestly so like here's the, here's the thing is like you've touched on something that i think like really gets lost in in what we do as a profession like and you guys can feel free to weigh in on this too because i've seen not so much from the PA side, but definitely from like, the nursing <laughs> side. Yeah, I'm like, 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 <laughs> he holds tissues and blows people's noses, okay? Hold on. The, the PA, the, the, the PA presence is on I fucking love that last uh, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Matthew McConaughey high laugh. <laughs> you dumb fucks. Dumb you're gonna get cancer when you're 60. <laughs> the PA presence on Instagram is like not <laughs> No, it's so good. They like PA bays and like there's a so I many fucking PA bullshits. I have not seen it. Just there's an equal amount. You know, like these EMTs that like you know take pictures, medics that take pictures of themselves. There is an equal or even greater amount of PAs that uh-huh. just like do the same thing, and it just makes me sick. You know, there's just there's this. It's oh, like the I thank, thank me for my service type thing. Except yeah, you're PA. welcome for my and service. And it's like, and all those people, they're fucking garbage PAs. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I have to wear a mask they're for five hours, 12 PAs. hours a day. You do not need to complain. And I still look this good. Yeah, like, I, have, you, I have my stethoscope. I'm wearing my figs. You know, you're like, oh God, put a gun to my head. Differentiate between, you know, a viral, strep inf- a viral throat infection or, or a strep throat infection. I'd be like, I got your viral throat infection right I don't know, but do you want my figs discount? I'll give it to you. 10% on figs.com. It's 15, okay. Mention my name and then I'll get paid from it. Yeah, when I very first got into PA school, the year before us, this female and I, I i guess people are impressed by instagram follower amount or something like that oh are. influencer I huh i don't yeah. know about you guys but I am. i'm definitely not i don't even have an instagram so it's like why not You're like i don't so know what the ig because i have a fucking life like just not want to be a She's part like, of the 21st I mean, you know, glob in, no, uh, not. <laughs> like yeah. what ig so, are we talking about anyways everyone's like blown the street. oh yeah she's uh you know so-and-so she's got you know this many tens of thousands of Instagram followers and, 
Yeah, it's not that many. First of all, I'm not impressed. <laughs> um, I might be impressed with a million. Yeah, that would does it say one M? Because like, yeah. if not, then it's not. I'm important. not fucking with that bitch. Anyway, she like posted this thing to our how Facebook many, page and was like, "Oh, these are all the things that I used to get through PA <laughs> nice. school, and these are all the things that I used. And you know, if you want to, you know, be successful, you got to get an iPad, and you got to have that this. What? And I use this, you know, stethoscope, and I use this, you know, all these like this big list of things. And at the very end of it, she said. Uh, and very like small, like asterisk, like, oh yeah, I, you know, I may have partnered with these companies and whatever. Oh, my anyway, God. she was trying to like hawk this shit so she could, you know, make money on the back end and get some kickbacks from yeah. like, you know, hawking this shit to, <laughs> it just blows my mind that people do that shit and they like take advantage of other people. Man. You so, think that, so anyway, that Instagram girl that is holding shoot, her a fucking yeah. bang, banging energy drink during her workout and drinking it is yeah. like. I just drink this because it's fun. Like yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> hashtag bang, hashtag yeah, bang plus two. <laughs> like they're just getting fucking paid. Hashtag man. two bangs, one cup. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite videos. Oh god, there's two bitches. Two but yeah, up. it's like you know through. Uh, oh, that doesn't count, right? Was no, okay. that counts. That counts. What? That counts. Okay. You hit the. because you brought it up. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything either. <laughs> he brought it up. It's called accountability, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Whoa. First part of nursing school was there, there is no accountability. You spread you spread it so it's yeah. so convoluted. It's also correct. <laughs> Diffuse accountability. No That's right. I asked you to do that. <laughs> Think like an octopus. <laughs> K. Schultz. Fuck that guy. <laughs> there are at least eight other people to blame for this. <laughs> so there's people that are, I mean... Whatever profession you go into, there's people that are fucking, you know, self-absorbed, you, know. you know, just annoying people, you know, that just don't belong there. That's, that's why I had, I had a hard time. I still have a hard time trying to not, I don't want to say pedal, but like, uh, even just tell anybody about this, this podcast, you know, cause yeah. like, yeah. I don't want to seem like that guy. Like it's not, it's, that's not my intent. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, I love my profession. I know a lot of guys who are uh, and girls who are super ambitious about this field, mm-hmm. and they're knowledgeable and they're fun to talk to, and like that's kind of that's that's all. It's, yeah. it's, it's almost like a catharsis. Like this is just fun to talk about. We we can bullshit about calls, kind of get them off our chest, and you're like, dude, I come back from these these podcasts and these sessions and stuff, and I'm just fucking easy breezy. Like I don't have that stress that a lot of, I see a lot of guys have. Like when they come home, like you know, oh, we had that you know, pediatric hanging. And I, you know, I talk about on this podcast and then I just fucking, I let it go. Yeah. That's a, it's an interesting topic too. I'm not sure. I haven't gone through all you guys' podcast topics, but that's a very interesting thing. Different hand signs for that. (laughs) That's a very interesting. uh, (laughs) Well, you went, he went and I went, (laughs) that was fantastic. Good job. Like management of stress, you know, especially interrupting. Yeah, go ahead. You. Yeah. It's all right. He just wanted to interrupt you. Okay, yeah, that's fine, man. You can yeah, interrupt me all you want. It's fine. Tell tell Dick Brain to shut up. <laughs> Come on, man. Dick I mean, head. He's Dick used, head. Get it right. He's used to interrupting people. Brain. So yeah, yeah no. people of authority. Yeah, people, like of, people, of, people of superior sir? intelligence <laughs> <laughs> and inferior mustaches. And inferior mustaches. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sir. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck was I even saying? Yeah, that was an interesting topic as oh, far as like uh, uh, catharsis manage- and managing well, stress. Yeah, management stress, especially in the pre-hospital environment. You know, I've come across all kinds of people. I don't know if I'm just like 
uh, have some side? underlying yeah psychiatric illness where I just don't care. I'm scared about that, by the way. Yeah. Go ahead. It's like, you know, I've had these pediatric drowning calls. I've had these, you know, SIDS calls, you know, just bad calls, you know, and I like, you know, I'll sit there and I'll think about it for, you know, an hour after the call or whatever. But after that, you know, it's not that it leaves in my mind, but I guess I'm just not as emotionally attached to that call or, you know, whatever feeling you're experiencing at that time, you know, like, and I've experienced other providers, you know, other paramedics that have been put in that situation and they're just like, and then they look into what happened to that person afterward and they follow up with hospitals and then they, they think about it for like years later. Absolute fucking wreck, dude. I, I, so like Kirsten always calls me a robot just because like I'm kind of emotionless a lot of times. Mm. All the and time. A lot, all the time. Mm. But like... So what I mean, the ass. The <laughs> and then, so anyway, <laughs> so there's... There, there, I'm going to like that a lot of times where yeah. like, you know, like I have no problems coming on and telling Ryan about a story about, you know, something that would be relatively traumatic for the lay person. And it's just, you know, I ran this call. This is what happened. I wish I would have done this. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll definitely beat myself up a little yeah, bit yeah. about certain things. Like, you know, that I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I should have done this before that. Like, little things, nothing yeah, crazy. Absolutely. But, um, you know, like I've never, you like, know, woken up yeah, with nightmares or or kept or me up at night, yeah. up at night yeah. or like you know been traumatized by anything. You know, I, I'll fucking forget about serious mm-hmm. calls. Like the next day, I'm like. Mm-hmm. Kirsten will ask me, "Oh, how was your night?" I'm like, "What did we do last night?" Like, and I, I legitimately cannot remember shit that happened, and uh, and then like something will spark my memory, and it'll come up in conversation. Like mm-hmm. a month later, I'm like, "Oh fuck, I ran this call not too long ago, and it was this, this, and this," and they're like, "The fuck?" Like you saw somebody shoot their brains out of their head. And you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that, that happened." <laughs> you know, like it just doesn't <laughs> yeah. fucking dawn yeah. on yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I remember and, it like explicitly, like. You know, as if it happened like yesterday, but I don't like have any emotional attachment to it. Like, yeah, no, you know? I want to say I was at a hospital when you came in and there was a guy who went out. It was a family reunion. He came out to his family. He was like, I fucking hate you all. And then shot himself in the head and the bullet went through his eyes and out the other side. And he was still breathing adequately. Blood pressure was good. Respiratory rate was good, but he didn't have a face. And I want to say you brought him into. Can you confirm? I don't recall <laughs> that. Uh... I, I thought it was you. Wait, might not why were been. you there? Was this like internship? You would remember that. No, no. That I was. Yeah, like, I definitely would have remembered that. Yeah. yeah. No, it was gnarly. Huh. I don't think his vitals were perfect, and he was completely 100 percent alive. But he so shot I, his face off. I've had that. I've had the drive-by patient who had obvious entry wound through his left eye, huge exit wound out the right back side of his head with like brain matter exposed and everything which meets criteria for death determination for our county well done except he was breathing with a heart rate of 88 and a Ugh. blood pressure of 120 over 80 yeah. missed the I mean, stems like somebody, i'm checking a pulse well, at least somebody can get his organs yeah exactly yeah. And, that's, and that's why we transported it was 100 yeah. like this dude is dead but yeah some people that actually sounds familiar and there are some calls too you know like i don't have you guys ever been deposed 
for calls? Yes. You have you can't like remember anything and you start reading your PCR and then you're like, I remember this call because I know I did excellent documentation because I knew I was because going to get to be I probably knew I was going <laughs> to get called exact, in for this The last call. time I got deposed was for exact like I got a phone call for it and they were like, "Hey, can what can you tell me about this?" and I was like, "Can you read me the narrative?" Mm-hmm. And in the narrative it, it said weird bits of information like Patient was found standing upright, leaning against the semi truck that he had obviously crashed into. Like weird, <laughs> what? Weird. Patient stated that he was looking at his phone when he crashed his car. Like weird shit like that yeah. in the narrative, which wouldn't normally be there. Would, yeah, yeah. In I, quotes yeah. and like so you left yeah. like yeah. Easter yeah. eggs. Like, and I'm like, for future self. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this dude. Obviously. Hey Brian, remember this fact? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this dude obviously pissed me off, so I documented all the things that he said, incriminating himself. Cool, right? Yeah, like we're a couple of drinks in, but that's actually a good uh, topic because I know my FTO when I was at RC for a brief minute, he had to go to court. But like, what would you say for new medics? Like, if they think it's going to go to court, like just excellent documentation, or yeah, I mean that's huge. Like you want to add everything. So like for me, if I if if it's a if it's a specific type of call, there's a set of things that I'm going to write down, right? Like if it's a TC, a tr- so these a, are automatic like so, narrative like, things I'm you put gonna, in your narrative. I'm going to write stuff about whether or not they're wearing a seatbelt, whether right. or not there was uh, airbags deployed, like that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. But anything outside of that, like the norm. So yeah. I'll, let's go with anything that seems abnormal to you for all the crazy shit we see, right? Right. So if you think, if if there's something like, hey, this feels like a weird call, guess what? You're probably going to get depoted for it. So like, just write everything yeah. down. And like, you, you should know your, pro, or your county's like, any PCR they review. So in my county, any PCR they review is a trauma, a pediatric call, a cardiac arrest, or a drowning. Those are the calls that we get that no matter how normal they go, yeah, they get reviewed. 100% of them get reviewed. Yeah. Right? 100% mm-hmm. get reviewed. You should know those calls and you should document the fuck out of them yep. no matter what. Ask that question when you get hired. Like when you go to your orientation, whatever department, whatever ambulance company, whatever, mm-hmm. when they take you in. Hi, welcome to AMR. We're happy to have you as part of our family. And here's, We don't care. When they give you that little speech, <laughs> like, feel, like, please, feel, please, please, please ask your hand, like raise your hand and just be like, hey, what gets reviews? Like as far as when I document stuff, like what did it, what is it that you guys are looking at? Like is, is every single intubation going to get reviewed? Is every single pediatric drowning going to get reviewed? Like that's important shit to know because on the one hand, I don't want to say like you can be lax on other calls, but it means you have to have a heightened sense of awareness for those particular type of calls. Right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What your guys experience was when I was depot, it was like, because somebody else was at fault for some fucked up shit, you know, like Mm -hmm. it was, had nothing to do with me. I just had this particular documentation. Like it was at a, uh, room and board where there was like, you know, mentally challenged adults or whatever. And one of the caregivers had left this, uh, adult in a bathtub. Oh, God. she had a history of seizures. It's a good place to oh. leave them. So she seized in this bathtub. And, you know, when I went to intubate her, like her oropharynx was just full of water. Like, obviously she was asphyxiated from water. And I documented that in the narrative, you know, like, 
or whatever innovation. Open airway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, co- copious amounts of, you know, clear fluid in the oropharynx or whatever that needed to be suctioned out or I sectioned out, you know, X amount of mLs or whatever. And that, you know, particular sentence was what they were interested in because they were like, oh, I just left her in there for a minute and she was fine and I came back and, you know, she was unresponsive or whatever. No, she never had a seizure. She never had anything, you know. So, it wasn't anything that, you know, I did wrong. You know, it was just they were interested in that particular fact and what I had to say. That's probably worth pointing out. And, too, and, like, and pointing out. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Most of the time when you get depot, they don't care. They don't yeah. give a fuck about you. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> right? It's about, yeah, that's it, what I've heard. It, it's what you saw. And and that's it. Like unless unless what you wrote down suggests negligence on your part, mm-hmm. and if you wrote down something that they're not nice depoing you, yeah, if, <laughs> until if you, shit's serious. Yeah, <laughs> unless you wrote down something that suggests negligence on your own part, like I and, did not assess. I did not do vitals. <laughs> if you did that, wow, they okay. were having chest pain, but I said fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like no, like most uh, if you work especially for private ambulance companies. So I got depoed for a call for. AMR. Um, and the AMR, uh, I don't know what their official title is, but it's like a legal representative of some sort. They like, they called me first and they were like, Hey, this person is trying to contact you for this call. Mm-hmm. This is your, uh, incident number. This is the website that you can get in and look at that and you can get on and review it and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. And that is like, you should definitely do that before they call. Um, but, if you have absolutely no idea what's going on, you can absolutely say, I do not recall. Play the fifth. I, I do not recall what I wrote in my narrative is the best description that I can give. New phone, who dis? And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> New phone, who dis? <laughs> and, that's, and, that, and that's it. Like if, if, if you have nothing else to give them based on the questions they're asking, uh, based on what's in your narrative, and you don't like legitimately don't remember the call, or even if you do remember the call and you don't want to give any information, you are well within your rights to say, hey, I don't remember. What I wrote down is it. I run a lot of calls. And, that's and honestly, like I, I totally recommend, to, you know, I don't always recommend telling the truth, especially if it comes to backgrounds. But when it says it comes to fucking being depoed, dude, Come that on. counts. What if I hit the that wire? counts? The wire? I heard. Oh, we've heard, heard it. it. God damn it, Brian! You hear it, it counts. You literally have one job. I have several jobs. <laughs> when it comes to being depoed, just be the tr- tell the truth, because you don't want to die on the fucking hill for some other person who fucked up. And if they legitimately fucked up. Hey, guess what? They deserve to yeah. suffer the repercussions or whatever. Have you guys been depoted a lot? Yeah, just once. Yeah. I've been twice. Mine was a dude made a right turn, and there was a semi-truck trailer literally in, like, partially out in the street, probably about 12, 15 feet out into the street, pulling into, uh, like, a yard of some sort. And the dude was, per him, according to my narrative, looking down at his phone and didn't look up in time to see that the trailer was there and he ran straight into it and then extricated himself. And then I guess after the fact, they found out that he had like a fractured pelvis. Um, so, huh. when they, so when they called me, so like he got himself out, had a bunch of pain and they were all the calls. They were all the information they wanted from me was related to how I found the dude, which when I wrote the stuff down was, um, I found him standing up on his own, leaning against his car. Hmm. So they were like, you you mean to tell me this dude with a broken pelvis was leaning against his car? And I was like, 
That's what I wrote down. That's what it fucking says. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that happened to, uh, it was the first call of this guy's probation, first day, and he'd only been a paramedic for two months prior to, like, he got hired with me. He had a TC, and this guy's leaning against his car door in his car, and they see him standing up, and they're around it, and they, they walk around the car, and this guy is standing, and he only has one leg. <laughs> the other what? one got fucking amputated. Oh, no. Just, like, ripped <laughs> off. Did he put a wet, a normal moistened? <laughs> I want to say a senior medic person. ran over and like yeah. put a tourniquet on the leg, but thank God. Did he uh, touch him and be like, the worst is over? The worst is over. <laughs> was he zigzagging as he was going? <laughs> don't, don't shoot me. <laughs> the worst is um, over. I'm here to take care of you. Fuck. The worst is over. No, yeah, the worst is oh over. Thanks, Dr. N. He's, he's gone. It's a. Uh, I've heard awesome. a very interesting story about him, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's it, you know it's definitely not my story to tell. <clears throat> I kind of want to ask uh, Mr. Miller about it. It was uh it was a call he almost he he ran where he almost it it caused him to almost leave EMS because he was so fucked up from it. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. So um, my my preceptor had a similar my preceptor from paramedic school had a similar call apparently. He's my preceptor no longer works in EMS. So my one of my the firefighters who worked for my department we used to be his partner. So he told him the story and um you know I'm gonna I'll give you the the abridged version, but there was a guy working at a factory and he got pinched in between machinery at his torso. Mm-hmm. And so he was fully alert, able to talk. Oh. They arrived on scene and they recognized that he was pinched off with some significant force that once they pull him apart, he was going to be completely eviscerated. Yeah. So he was a hundred percent alert. Oh, fuck. So they checked his vitals. They're stable. He, this guy had, was married had a brand new baby. They called the hospital <laughs> and uh, they talked to the, the physicians who like, can, you know, sometimes come out and perform surgery. And like, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do for that person. You're going to have to release it and pronounce them. Oh, fuck. So fuck. he called, he, he talked to the guy, called his wife. The wife came out with the baby. They said their goodbyes and then pulled apart. He fucking coded immediately. They worked him up. There's nothing they could do. They got him to the hospital. They pronounced him. Yeah, bro. Shouldn't have been fucking, fucking around next to that machine. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, apparently he, he like went on a significant bender for like a year. He had a significant drinking problem and he was like, I'm just going to quit my job. And that I don't Dude, understand. can you blame him though? Holy shit. Damn. I, so, okay. You I'm and like I are you. having the same thing. Like, what the fuck, bro? You know, I learned this very. This isn't my problem. It's not my emergency. I did everything I could. I know when I did my best. And if I did my best and you died, I, I'm fucking sorry, but yeah, there's shit happens. Yeah, there's things that are inside yeah. your span of control and there's things that are outside your span of control. Right. Yeah. And the sooner that you accept those things that are outside or outside your span of control, there's nothing that you can do about it, you know? The more at peace you'll be on the inside, you know. Doing everything he had in his power, as far as calling the hospital, calling the family out, saying their goodbyes. Wife out there. Yeah, that's, that's above and that's, beyond. That is above and beyond. And he did his due diligence. I would go home, and he'd be like, "Man, that was a tough call." But like, I'm so happy that he was able. His last dying thing, he was able to give. How many people can fucking say that their last words to their loved ones were the ones they chose? Yeah. Fucking nobody. Yeah. I got his wife and kid there. 
Yeah. Like yeah. that is huge, right? Yeah. We've been doing this long enough that like, like if I had the opportunity you, to give to somebody, you have people in the house with their loved ones. And it's like, I didn't have the opportunity to say what I wanted. That, that's why I, if I think it's serious, I always stop right before I leave and say, would you like to say goodbye? Yeah. You want to say goodbye and say, uh, give him a kiss, kiss goodbye. Just as like, you'll see him at the hospital. I give him the opportunity to give that little kiss, give the hug and then give him the hospital or give him the ambulance. And well, I'm like, this guy might my code. But like, at least I give him the opportunity to say, yeah. I love you, sweetheart. Those, I, you know, those 15, 30 seconds in the grand scheme of things aren't going to affect whether or not that. How many people have died yeah. in 15 seconds? One patient. I can remember one I patient had, who's died so in 15 I, seconds. I said I didn't have a ton <laughs> of shit. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was yeah. so fucking scary. I walked in. She's like, <laughs> I think I'm going to die. I'm like, I think you're going to die. And the whole <laughs> line is like 60. I'm like, I think you're going to die. And she's like, I think I'm going to die. I'm like, bagger. No, fuck. Like, I was like, no, not a breather. It's still dropping. Put bagger. Fuck. We're going to have an innovator. Fuck. She coded. Like, it was like in a matter of 30 seconds, they went from like, not a breather. Bag. Fuck. Code. Like, it was, it was one of those fucking calls. I think she was like a massive PE, but like, you know, it's happened one time where I can really remember where like somebody deteriorated from like, I was talking to him to they were dead in 10 seconds. I always felt privileged, you know, even in situations like that where you're, see somebody take their last breaths or you know check somebody that's already dead you know i felt privileged that i was the person that was able to be there you know and like you said to give them the best care you know to be the best paramedic or provider or whatever that you could be you know you knew you know that you did as much as you could for them and you could take comfort in that you know so maybe some people like you know they think that they could do more they you know they overthink it like okay well yeah. I, sh- I should have done this first and they right. beat themselves up for the, for that for the next you know year or whatever yeah, I, you know? and I do that a little bit for yeah. sure no that's how you like, learn yeah, that's how you learn like you know like you no know, I I saw this I recognize this I wish I would have been a little more sort of in this this realm mm-hmm. and that's okay like I know for the next time I will do that but I'm not gonna fucking like I just don't sit and mope about shit yeah, like, yeah. I don't. So this, Drink myself into oblivion on my mm-hmm. on every four day. So we're on podcast night. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, you know. Like, so this is the thing I've I've talked about with my wife, and um, like one of the things that I I have to make sure that I come back to is without me, that person is dying. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Like you aren't. Uh, yeah, like mm-hmm. you aren't. You aren't doing anything negative. Unless you're a fuck up, like yeah. Dragon. Unless you're a huge fuck unless up, you're right? dragging, unless you're trying like, to give rapamil to a, f- a febrile yeah, patient, yeah. Or unless you're least, esophageal intubating <laughs> somebody, like seventy percent of fire medics, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like a salt thirty. percent Use your epinephrine for your 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 fucking SVT. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's like there's definitely shit that you can do that will put that person in a a much worse position, right? But if you think about it in the grand scheme of things as far as like what it is that you bring you're bringing to the table in that particular instance you aren't making that worse yeah even even if you are showing up as a basic emt and you are giving the wrong drug but everything else you're doing right you're still doing better than nothing <laughs> so i've heard this a million times and for whatever reason um it it never really sunk in until recently uh but people don't People don't care what you did for them; they only care about how you I made them mean, feel. feel. Yeah, dude, it it's matters. True. It's, it's true. It's true. Like I, I've, I've run but on, like, I've run on homeless people, like frequent yeah. flyers that we've had, brought them back a, from the dead, and they don't give a fuck about me. But I have people who I have done literal nothing for that I've been like, "Hey, man, I get it. Being homeless is hard," and they're like, "You're cool, bro." 
I only like, want Brian now. Yeah, like 100%. In my department, we don't facilitate that shit. I don't know what's up with your department, but that's fine. Like, we don't... Dude, we're a small department. We're so big on customer service. So when I went there and I, I behave like I do, like which is like, uh, very innate within me, they're like, oh, this guy's fucking... He's all about customer service. I'm like, yes. You know, like, yeah. it's just, I like being nice. Yeah, it's we don't... feel better about Our myself. department is, like, very not that much, but we're also, like, a huge department. You're a big department, so, yeah. so that's the big Gigantic. Uh, problem so, like, with we don't, we, we don't even have that opportunity. So but, it, um, yeah. there's a component of what you said. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, dude. This will, be, this will be my last drink. This let's let's wrap this up soon. We'll uh, finish with the the whiskey. Blast brought up the the coping thing and how we have a certain tendency to cope with it. I can't express to you. No, let me rephrase that. The primary thing that I've heard in response to this podcast from any listener, from any person I worked with, from anybody person who's come on the podcast has always been mental health. And the dealings with stress. It really kind of shows me that that people have a hard time coping with this job. Mm-hmm. You know, like not every... I, and I recognize that everybody's not like me where I'm like, you know, I work in a fucked up shift. I work out and I feel better after that. You know, like yeah, I can do a little a bit, bit of exercise like and that. I feel good. And there's so many people who like really struggle with the stressors and the fucked up shit of this job to the point where it leads into... And it, it negatively impacts their life later mm-hmm. on. Maybe it's, you know, related to the habit of coping mechanism as well, you know, like... A lot of guys will deal with their coping mechanism with drink. Yeah. And that is not good. Mm -hmm. Like, I like to drink when I'm having fun with people I love, and it turns into a fun time, not Mm -hmm. I'm sitting at home by myself, opening up a bottle and finishing it and dealing with my problems that way. Like, yeah. I'll work out sometimes. I really I abuse myself in the gym or like mm-hmm. in kickboxing, but that's the extent of yeah. Learning more about psychology and stuff through PA school, you know, that's one of the main stays of treatment is developing healthy, you know, coping mechanisms and you know behavior modifications. You know, that's one of the first line treatments for any psychological disorder, you know, including PTSD and things like that. You know, but maybe that has some play into it. You know, these they don't even know. It's not like they're intentionally you know, choosing these poor coping mechanisms, but it's just something that they, you know, have an done an easy in the past. outlet yeah, for sure something that they don't even say subconsciously. That's what they do. They don't even realize that they're doing it. Yeah. Know? A lot, a lot of frat, like firefighters are like frat boys, you know, like they fucking partied a lot in high school and college. Mm-hmm. And then they get in the fire service where guys like to party a lot and drink and go to the river and go on boats and get shit faced. And like, it's just the fucking norm for them. Like mm-hmm. I see it a lot. I have a non-zero number of friends who think that, um, jokingly, but with some amount of seriousness, seriousness that if you want to be a firefighter, you should probably own a boat and like, a truck and a boat. That's like the yeah, thing, a big truck, big lifted truck and a boat. My friends call it speedboat money. You're a firefighter. You have speedboat money. Hmm. And like, and you and me, I know because we've hiked together. Like our outlet is exercise, like going out to the outdoors, somewhere beautiful and like working out that stress on a trail and like, exercising and getting out dude, that stuff to me makes a world of difference like it's it's so easy for me to feel relief from the stress of a shift with a little bit of exercise like it's gone like that and then there's ryan who just smokes endless supplies of fentanyl and meth Yep. And does speed balls okay. and then likes Carol to day. peg him in the butt. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. Whatever gets you through it. 
That's yeah, not. I still work my three right. jobs. Okay. No, haven't been late. No judgment. <laughs> yeah, because no, of the speedballs. Prost- no judgment here. Prostate's very sensitive. <laughs> you guys good? We've been at it for two oh, and a half hours. God, this is like a two and a half. Any, any Joe clo- closing episode. closing points? What, what was the point of this, anyways? <laughs> yeah, why are we here? Honestly, this is just for, why did you? This put these was headphones me on luring me? you to get you here so we could bullshit for like a good two hours. Because I miss you, cucks. I know. Yeah, I miss you guys yeah. too. There's probably 15 minutes of educational stuff, but it's mm-hmm. good. And we went over our weeks. It's, hey. It's, I think brittle diabetes, bitch. Yeah, I think brittle diabetes. So to be perfectly brittle. honest, I think there's a lot documentation. Of, there's and a lot of good jumping off points from this episode, though, right? Like yeah. you've got. Oh my god! god. Come you, on. Okay. You're lucky I just poured this. Not only are we gonna have to do a like, hey, this isn't exactly an educational episode that we cuss a lot in, but it'll also be like, hey, pour yourself a cocktail because you're gonna have to fucking drink a lot. Sorry. You know, cheers the beer. You no, no, no. The you cheers the whiskey. We're fucking down this whiskey. This is the end of the podcast. And on that note. All right. Thank you for listening to Holding the Wall. Like us at YouTube, Instagram, or iTunes. Feel free to contact us at holdingthewall at gmail.com or DM us at Instagram at holdingthewall. Hope to see you soon. Toodaloo, motherfuckers.